Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, we are playing Blade Runner tonight. Uh, Ashley has competing songs in her head right now, uh, but hopefully we uh, we can get her head on other things. Uh, as uh, we got a, a strange little mystery, but we've made a ton of progress. Uh, but there's some lingering loose ends here and there uh, that we'll we'll dive into. Uh, like I was saying, saying to them, I think we've got maybe two more sessions of this, maybe I think before we hit the end, uh, we'll see. And then we're going to uh, move on to a different game. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's do a little couple of intros here for characters Then we'll do a little summary and then we'll dive right in. And, uh, cause we ended on one hell of a moment last time, uh, but we'll get into that in a second. So Derek, tell us about Everett. Yep. Everett was born in the year 2000. He's 37, been on the force for, I think, six or seven years. Can't remember which. Um, he is a social person, loves to schmooze with people, talk his way out of situations, has no physical combat skills at all, um, and is pretty lethal with a uh, pistol um, as he had to kill somebody uh, not last session, but the session before, and I've been dealing with the uh, the consequences of that ever since. It is true. Yeah, you killed Ty Walters. Uh, then you uh, you let his accomplice go, which uh, it was kind of interesting little turn of events there. Uh, but yeah, poor Ty Walters. Uh, it was it was a. I mean, it was a shootout. It wasn't in cold blood, and you know, it was just a good shot. Just happened to go and kind of take him out. Uh, which isn't easy to do because uh, if, if Ty Walters is in fact a replicant, which is the suspicion, uh, no confirmation yet, but is the suspicion, uh, those are, as, as we learned from Joe, are sometimes difficult to take out. Uh, so thank God okay. for my loaded electric dice. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, we'll go over to Ashley, who, uh, who is also dealing with some trouble. She did, she miss losing some teeth, uh, losing yeah. some friends. Uh, yeah. How you doing? Tell us about Faye. Faye could be better. Uh, she uh, took some pretty hard hits, actually, when we were fighting um, the replicant and uh, really kind of like messed her up. And then she found out that her old friend, uh, Warwick, uh, got that tattoo, the wake up tattoo. And so there's the possibility that he might be a replicant, maybe too. So there's some doubts there. And then he, uh, she was informed that he never really liked her anyways. And uh, Faze loved Warwick for like ages. So that's terrible news. And uh, yeah, so she's just kind of having like an emotional crisis. And she keeps seeing this like Blade Runner guy that she witnessed die. So like mentally not so great right now. That is true. Yes. Uh and we'll dig into some of your the friends stuff because there's a like I said there's loose ends like you guys have yeah. you have have taken out the man who it was responsible who all evidence that you had suggests this was the guy that was revolt. Now some of you know that there was an accomplice. Whether you do anything with that, we'll see. Uh, but there are a lot of these little loose ends and other things kind of going on. A little conspiracy running under the boat. We'll see how you guys want to handle it. But one of those does seem to involve one of Faye's uh, dear friends. Then, uh, then we got Lawton. Lawton had a rough end of the last session. Uh, tell us about Lawton, Stephen. Lawton is the analyst of the group, a bit of a techie, really digs into the forensics, and he's having a bit of an identity crisis right now. Um, 
really not sure what's going on, trying to figure it out, kind of talking to himself, or maybe the TV's talking to him. It's hard to tell. Hearing voices is not good. Yes, uh, indeed. Hearing hearing voices or having Humphrey Bogart, long dead Humphrey Bogart, turn to you and talk to you on the screen is probably... uh, yeah, probably a bad sign. Something's up. Not only that, but you, uh, yeah, it was just a rough day for you. Yeah, a rough day. Yeah, I got beat up before that, too. Yeah, and then, you know, you, know, you didn't really, uh, something was going on with you uh, during that interrogation. So mm-hmm. next up, we've got uh, we've got our replicant friend. We've got Arlie. Uh, Melissa, tell us about Arlie. Uh, yeah, so Arlie is our uh, soul known replicant at the very beginning of this campaign. Uh, She also had a uh, bleeding gut to uh, deal with after kind of all of the incidents that happened previously. Um, She's done some painting. She's done some music. uh, She's, uh, she likes black and white. So Brunette always has her vinyl white jacket. Very nice. Uh, and uh, I think you have a new friend, or at least we got to meet one of your friends, Shade, last time around, one of your, your contacts, your CIs, who uh, <laughs> I think is bunking on your couch, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, and then finally, yes. we have the professional amongst the group. Uh, we have Koji's son, Rue. Long, tell us about Koji. As professional as you can be with 11 years on the force, I'm the fixer, runner, blade runner. Got connections high and low. I looked as dapper as I can be because when things go wrong, I need those connections. That is true. And we learned earlier in the campaign how Koji sometimes gets those connections, but we won't refer to them right now as Ashley was about to take a drink. Uh, but yeah. Okay. All right, guys. So uh, last session was uh, was pretty interesting, pretty revelatory, one might say, uh, as we began in the aftermath of that Kipple Factory shootout that we've referred to. You did a full sweep of the grounds. You found a bunch of interesting things. You got a bunch of old LAPD gear, RDU gear. Uh, Koji was unable to confirm that, you know, Ty's identity as some kind of wanted or known replicant. Uh, I think a few of you found some additional materials for for explosives, uh, both uh, like a, kind of the... the uh, both the mechanical devices and also some of the some of the actual incendiary uh, material as well. Uh, eventually, you you did request a full forensics crew kind of come and reinforce you all. But before they arrived, you did in fact interrogate uh, Joe Hualoa, who uh, who was the uh, who you that's you learned his name was that, but you've heard his name here and there. Who was the uh, who was the accomplice that you were able to knock out along the way? Now the interrogation did not go particularly smoothly. I'm not going to go through it all, but I will say that he did he did reveal a few things. Eventually, the motivations and some of the story behind why he and Ty ended up trying to uh, ineffectively murdering Monty Croyle and his allies. It's because Monty Croyle and, and several other LAPD and RDU officials um, they torched both him or I would say his people. Uh, and he kind of told you a little bit of a story about how he and some of these other, uh, these other replicants kind of came out of the shadows registered with LAPD, uh, kind of peacefully came to this kind of agreement that they would run a protein farm on behalf of like Wallace Corps, you know, if they, if they did all these things and 
Croyle and Lena Kova, who is a UN official and former LAPD herself, and a couple other names that you now are familiar with. They concocted some kind of terrorist reason to do a site in- inspection. And when they went there, they just torched the place and all of and like dozens and dozens uh, of peaceful replicants. At least that's the story that Joe, uh, Joe told you. Now, at a certain point, uh, everyone kind of split up. Lawton had some bad reactions to some of the things that were being said. He kind of seemed a little bit out of it. Koji uh, went outside to kind of await. Faye, I think, was just getting pissed off by Joe as he started bringing up stuff about Warwick which left Arlie and Everett alone talking to this guy. And the two of them decided uh, that they were going to concoct a ploy that Joe knocked out Everett and got away. And so that's what you did. Joe got away. You let him go. Uh, Now, eventually, you made it back to the LAPD. You got immediately pulled into a debriefing, not just with the Deputy Chief Holden, but also with Marilyn Lau from Chemplast and Wallace Corps and... A new, a new face, This a woman by the name of Rosette Desai, who is a representative from Lena Kova's UN office. Uh, you, uh, you had a couple uncomfortable moments where she used some strange little probe, uh, almost like a void comp test that was kind of floating around in the air. She zoomed in on a few of you as you were trying to tell some stories and kind of convey some information. Uh, afterwards, you all uh, did, you know, probably did some paperwork and did some healing or whatever, and then you went and had some downtime. Everyone did different things. Arlie, you uh, had some music lessons, uh, but you also came across uh, your contact Shade, who gave you some information about there being hidden replicants on the LAPD and the RDU, uh, how someone's selling black market LAPD gear out of the back of a casino in the Red Market District. Uh, Koji, (laughs) Koji, you imposed upon Mr. and Mrs. Freckles. Uh, uh, the Mr. Freckles being security guard you met in the very first session, uh, for dinner. Uh, and along the way there, you got mugged on like, uh, on, on public transit. Uh, so it was a, it was a kind of up and down night for Koji. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think, uh, Everett, you, uh, you gave some money to your neighbor Penelope, but then you, uh, went to the arcade, tried to get your mind off of the, the killing. But then something else caught your attention as this commercial about a lottery to get off planet. Uh, kind of started to to sort of show up and give you some weird memories, maybe about your sister, or kind of getting obsessed about it here or there. Uh, then we went over to to Faye, who went out again, uh, got a little drunk. Uh, she saw once more the face of the man, this Blade Runner, who saved her when she was young, uh, but she couldn't ever catch up with him as he kind of disappeared into the shadows and got put into a cab and sent away. And uh, and then finally we had poor Lawton, who went home. He uh, searched through some old belongings, police belongings, I believe it was. Then he started watching a Humphrey Bogart flick, Dark Passages to be specific. And something about all of this kind of made you furious. And he started to kind of trash some of your things. In the process, something extraordinarily strange happened. As the movie seemed to just pause, Humphrey Bogart turned to the camera, looking directly at the screen and at you and started talking to you. You even exchanged a very brief conversation as you asked him a couple questions and he responded. He lit a cigarette, which sort of transfixed you for a moment and then kind of shouted, wake up. And then you did, in fact, wake up. But all your stuff was still trashed. You picked up your things, whatever it is you wanted, and you stormed out of your apartment. So we are going to pick up uh, pretty much right after that. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you, Lawton, uh, as we're going to start with you. Where what happens to Lawton as he sto- after he storms out of his apartment? Where does he go? What does he do? What's happening? Uh, 
first thing he would do is stop by whatever like correlates to a pharmacy and grab some painkillers. Um, I don't need to make a connections check for that, but I do have to pay for it. Um, and I think he would stop by somewhere on the way to the tap room, uh, which is uh, one of the bars that he frequents. It's a bit more of like a retro bar. Like it's got fake wood paneling and things like that to look like an uh, an old sort of tavern. And it's a little less frequented than most of like the clubs and things like that. And on his way there, uh, probably like right outside, he'd pull out his uh, KIA and just kind of scroll through the contacts. And you can, he's definitely thinking about like, should he call or not? He's kind of just standing there for a moment trying to decide. And then he does click the call and starts calling Arlie. Arlie, do you pick up? Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Stone. Can you meet me at the tap room? It's important. Uh, yeah, yes, Mr. Stone. Uh, do the rest of the group need to be invited as well? No. Okay, Mr. Stone. So, Hang up without saying anything yeah. and head in. Okay. So a short time later, uh, is Lawton at the bar? Has he got like a booth? Is it, Do we think it's a busy? Yeah, he would be at the bar, I think. Um, and he would have paid for a full bottle of whiskey. And he would have already started popping some of these painkillers too. Uh, okay. Mixing the alcohol and the drugs. And he would just be spinning his father's wedding ring like he was at the meeting last session uh just spinning it on the bar over and over and we'll say that's what you see him doing arlie uh as you walk into the tap room do we think the place is busy because uh, it's probably very late at night at this point nearing closing time if we're going going back to our downtime shift so I don't think it would be too busy but i'm sure there would okay. still be people there still some some okay so there's still some regulars hanging in uh, but you see Arlie as you walk in, uh, Lawton at the bar, kind of a little far away look maybe, spinning that ring. He's got a bottle of whiskey on the uh, on the counter right next to him. Uh, Definitely wearing the same clothes. Uh, looks even more wrinkled and messed up than before. You can tell he hasn't showered. His hair is a mess. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can also tell that he's pretty close to being drunk. Like he's getting a little sloppy. All right. So, Arlie, what do you do? So, Arlie's going to come up behind you and sort of take a wide berth. So, she'll sort of be almost kind of a seat or two away when she kind of looks at you. Uh, yes, Mr. Stone. How can I be of assistance? Uh, you want a drink? I got the whole bottle. I believe that let, let us see how this conversation goes and I will decide suit yourself uh, it's going to be a little weird I, I wanted to ask you do you have memories of before 
before you were alive? Um, stalling, sort of looking at Jeff to see if I would or not. Um, Play it however you want. I, when we have conversations, I can go home that evening and remember how the conversation occurred. There are perceptions that I have been given that allow me to relate to other humans. So I, I do not, as it is, have a memory of being a child on a playground, but I have a general sense of what it is like to be a smaller version in the world and to go through things that kids go through. Does that answer your query? Lawton would spin the ring again. You hear the, the metallic on the fake wood. Have I ever told you about my father? I do not believe that I have a recollection of such conversation. Would you like to tell me about your father? He he was larger than life. Uh, he, he's the reason I even became a Blade Runner. He was a, a police officer. I, I remember I was just a kid and he was driving me in the spinner and we saw a crash happen just a few yards in front of us and it was a massive fireball and without even thinking without even hesitating he immediately landed the spinner and he went running to help and i could could see that whoever was in there they were unconscious and he he ripped the door off the hinges to get them out. Just pulled it right off. And that was the moment I knew I wanted to be like him. I see. His adrenaline gave him strength and you saw him as brave? He was a hero. I would not disagree with uh, I, this conclusion. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, do you feel alive? What do you mean when you say alive? What does being alive feel like to you? Does it feel like things are real? Do you... What's real? And Arlie always has these two um, go stones with her. And so she'll pull them out of her pocket and she'll hand you the white one and she'll hold the black one and she'll say, these are real. I can use my senses to experience these stones. This is what real is. 
he looks at the stone and he kind of like turns it over a little bit. And he then sets the stone down and grabs the wedding ring off the counter and hands that to you. Is that real? Because I don't know that it is anymore. She'll pick up the ring and say, well, in my right hand, I hold a black stone. In my left hand, I hold a ring. I feel both of them. They are real. Does it have memories of before? And she'll kind of look at you quizzically and she'll take the ring and she'll like put the ring on different fingers and say, I putting on the ring does not provide me with any access to a visual memory. Is this what you ask? Um, I'm sorry. I don't know why I called you. And I would just start fumbling with the, the pill bottle again, put a few more in my hands and just down it with a shot of whiskey. I thank you for the help. I think I should just go sleep it off. It appears that you should probably have some um, companionship in your state as you are for safety purposes. If you would prefer an escort. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Uh, here's your stone back and just keep the ring. Uh, I, I I don't know why I would keep this ring. This ring appears to have a high emotional attachment for you. Why would this be something I should keep? Trash it. It's fine. I don't think it matters anymore. Do I, I, I will not trash it. I will keep it in my pocket. You might decide in a more sober moment that you would regret having thrown it out. I will walk you home. Okay, suit yourself. And I grab the bottle and start uh, heading out. Okay, so the two of you, uh, so Arlie, you're, you're walking him home. Uh, probably drive some of the way or something. You, know, you take your spinner some of the way uh, and then kind of start walking uh, from where you're able to park. Um, Lawton curious thing kind of happens to you on your way home uh, as you're you've, you've, you've had some you're feeling the effects and as you guys are passing by uh, a couple kiosks along the way uh, along this walk path a few times advertisements pop up these holographs just trigger just from proximity as you walk past uh, Lawton you see one kind of just illuminate uh, off to your left like right in your peripheral, vi- peripheral vision which is a little foggy uh, and you can see it's a it's a Jameson ad, uh, and you you hear a voice. It's only directed at you, so like Arlie, you, you probably wouldn't even really. I mean, you, can, you would know something's happening, but you're probably seeing your own thing. Uh, but Lawton, you walk past and you hear, "Hey there, friend, having a rough night." And Lawton, when you look over, uh, you can see that your father is this is is standing there in the ad. Uh, this kind of big man with a kind of a strong jaw on his face and he's kind of holding this bottle of Jameson uh, 
and he's like, hey there, friend, having a hard night? Take a bit of the edge off. And he pours uh, a little bit of a shot, and he kind of holds this out in your direction. Uh, yeah, thanks, Dad. And I'd reach out for it. And your hand just goes through the holograph. And then you see... Probably try again. You just keep uh, doing it. And the advertising copy starts popping up about, like, you know, the different, you know, you know wh- where you can buy it, the nearest liquor store, like, two blocks north, second level. And it kind of references where you can kind of go to an ABC Liquors. Um, but also, as... As you're, as you're kind of reaching out, you see the holograph kind of just start to flicker a little bit. And the voice kind of shifts, like the face, and then you can hear, like, what's the problem? Are you... Are you real? You're not real. Are you real? What's the problem? I... Who am I? Oh, shit. Don't screw this up. We're close. And you see it flicker off. Arlie, I don't think my dad's real. What brings you to that conclusion? He just disappeared. And he he... was here in the first place. Just for a moment, he, he he said I was a screw-up again. I did not see your father. I saw you grasping. There was no one there. Oh. Um, can we stop by a liquor store? On the way back, it's just a couple I blocks up. Do not think that your lover needs any additional alcohol to process this evening. My dad wanted me to go there, though. Well, okay. Let's go to the liquor store and see what this is about. So the two of you, uh, you go two blocks north, and then you go up to second level, uh, and you find yourselves uh, the Blade Runner equivalent of an ABC Liquors. Uh, it's open 24 hours. You can see there's plenty of light shining as you as you step in. And as you do, there are just, you're bombarded with all these holographic ads of, for, for various types of, of liquor. And it's all kind of faux liquor. None of it is is real anymore. Like there's... There's all sorts of these different uh, kind of um, kind of processed or imitated or uh, or specifically flavored. Um, but Lawton, you you see in the far in the back far left corner there is a display for Jameson. You can wait here, Arlie. I'm gonna get some Jameson. No, I will not wait here. I will be coming in with you. Suit yourself. I will. What do you see? What do you seek? Jameson. Why Jameson in particular? I don't know anymore. 
Okay. Let us see what is in this Jameson display. Yeah. And I'll buy some And Arlie, Jameson. by the way, is like yeah. head on a swivel. Like what's going on in the store? Who else is here? What? There's like what's just the a couple here? folks here and there. Nothing out of the ordinary you've noticed. Lawton, you get back to the display. You see again that same advertisement, uh, except this time it's it's sort of nested within this little alcove uh, around which there's all these stacks of bottles of Jameson. Uh, and you can see that it's the same same person. It's the same visage of your of a man who looks remarkably like your father. Uh, and he kind of goes through that same process. He's like, hey, friend, looks like you've had a bad day. Take the edge off. And he kind of pours you a little glass and hands it over to you, two fingers of Jameson. I'll take it. Is, is it a is hologram your, again? It's a, Of course it's a hologram. So as yeah. you reach out, your hand goes through. Uh, but you can see again that flicker happens. Arla, you're there. Do I see this hologram with the man? Yes, you see it this time. And the holograph kind of flickers a bit. And it, and it kind of looks up again. It's still your father's face. And it says, it's about to, it's about to, it looks like it's about to say something. But it, why is she here? You're going to blow this whole fucking thing. Get your shit together. And then it kind of just and goes back to, hey, friend. Looks like you're having a bad day. Take the edge off. With a couple fingers of Jameson. And I would say, Arlie, you actually noticed that happen. Uh, wait, that actor knew that I was here. Yeah. Uh, I'm. Am I messing this up? I, I'm going to blow the whole thing, aren't I? I am frantically trying to catch up to what is going on here. That actor is who you believe to be your father? Uh, that one wasn't. Uh, my. He does kind of look like him, though. I see. Harley, uh, I think I'm messing this up. Messing what up? The whole thing. What whole thing? I don't know anymore. Messing up the investigation or messing up your life? We should get back to the investigation. I I need to to work. That that I'm an analyst. That's who I am. Yes, you are good at analyzing. So are you requiring additional Jameson for the evening? Most definitely. I see. This might impair your analyzing, but I will support you. Okay, so as you guys grab a bottle of Jameson, go to the sort of checkout. The guy there knows. It's like, oh, Mister Mister Stone, uh, it's good good to see you. Oh, another another bottle of. Okay, okay, and have have a good evening. Oh, you have company, and like you can tell that this person seems to know who who Mister Stone is. I don't know whether or not Lawton would or not, but it, there's definitely the impression, Arlie, that he's he comes here often. 
And with that, we're going to fade out of there and we're going to check in on everybody else. So um, we did our downtime scenes uh, already. That was sort of a tail end of one. Uh, so I think we're going to shift forward then. Uh, we're going to go through the night. And we're going to assume that everyone retreats to their various domiciles, gets as much rest as they can. And then morning's going to come. New shift. And I'm going to turn it over to you all. You all have your, you can contact each other, obviously. Uh, but where do we go from here? Everett or Faye or Koji, have a thought on what the three, what one of you might be doing as the morning comes. Everett would be curious to see what, um, like if there was any suspicion or any follow-up that needed to be done after our debrief. He wants to see if like we're in the clear or not. He's feeling a bit paranoid. Uh, so from, from what angle, like, are you talking like, from he's going to see if he can like reach out to some, one of his like friends on the force and kind of use like a, like basically schmooze them into getting information that he shouldn't have access to. Like, Hey, like remember that time I helped you with this or like I gave you a bagel or something like anything like that for somebody who would have, who would have the clearance into getting files. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and roll connections, I think. All right. That's probably probably the rule. Uh, is you want to try to kind of get a lay of the land of what might have happened at the station after you left, or maybe if you know somebody it's a little That's higher. That's a twelve. Up. Got a twelve, okay. two success. Two successes. All right. So yeah, we'll say you know somebody on the force. Um let's see. Um we'll say you know someone, a sergeant, uh someone who maybe runs the desk. Um I was probably working overnight. Uh, so let's see. Uh, and he's going to play it. He's going to play it cool and just be like, there is some outsider person made the whole thing feel real weird. Like anything strange about these debrief notes. So yeah, you speak to your Sarge and, um, kind of get him on the key as he's, as he's getting ready to finish his shift. He's like, uh, uh well, it's not uncommon for there to be, other interested parties, especially with something so high profile. I can tell you that Holden was uh, none too keen on uh, on some of them kind of sitting in on a debrief. That is a little strange. Usually there's a debrief for him, and then he'll debrief uh, the, the respective parties. Sense I get is that there's uh, he's got some pressure on him uh, from the higher-ups. Something about this case touching a nerve i don't know if it's just croil i mean he was uh money i mean sure he was on the force but it's not like he was a golden boy or anything he has many accolades as he did you know demotions and the very roller coaster career so i don't quite see what that's all about they're still gonna give him you know some sort of a memorial i suppose he, he did serve. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, there's some pressure, that's for sure. Uh, we've been uh, we've been f- fielding a few calls from that Lena Kova's office. And uh, she's as much of a ball buster, I guess, now as she was back then. I was just a you know, I was just a beat cop back then. I can't tell you too much about her time, but from what I hear, she's a fast riser. 
And I, it's my my suspicion she's the one putting the pressure. Well, you think that they would be satisfied we got the guy. They have a corpse on their hands, but I guess we'll see what keeps coming down the pipe. Yeah, they uh, we got it on ice here. Uh, hasn't been a full workup yet. Uh, the guy didn't really have any any major priors that we could find, from what I hear. Yeah, couple, you know, a couple small little dust ups. Nothing, nothing that seems to indicate an escalation to this kind of violence. That's uh, or that he had this kind of planning involved. There's been some talk that he might have had an accomplice, maybe. Uh, you know anything about that? Oh, so then he doesn't know uh, that we told, or he, he doesn't know about the second accomplice that got away. The sergeant necessarily doesn't. Like he wasn't in the briefing. It's like so. Okay. I mean, there's there's talk that there's, uh, now maybe that you got the big fish, but there's some little fish that need to get grouped up too. I don't know. Hard to say. I mean, if this is a bigger movement, then staying under the radar might be the might be the move because nothing to draw attention to you. But after I took that kid out, or was that guy older or younger than me? He's probably older than you. He's in his forties. Oh, okay. So after I took that old timer out, I kind of was just in a haze. You know, I'll have to ask my team if there's anyone else. Okay. Well, that's all I really got. You know, they're snooping around on this one a little bit more than normal. But that's probably because, you know, Wallace Core maybe or something. I don't know. It's above my pay grade. Yeah, I hear you. Well, go get some rest. Thanks, Sarge. All right. So, Kia cuts off. Koji or Faye, anything you wanted to do in the morning before we assign shifts? Anything you're thinking about doing? I can call in for a pay raise. <laughs> I'm running out of Chinian points. He got dinner for last night for free, and now he wants a raise. Well, he did. He get did mugged. get mugged. <laughs> so, okay, you want to call in? All right, you want to get on deputy hold? You want to get deputy holding on the line? What do you want, Sun Rue? Hey, deputy. I uh, know it's a bit early, but I need a bit of a pay raise. It's deputy chief. It's not deputy. All right, deputy chief. If you know how hard I've been doing. That case we just closed out. I could oh, get advance of some you sort. You closed it out. You think it's closed. It's all done. No other ends to tie up. Nah. No other no, accomplices, I've, huh? Of course not. It's not over. It's still a lingering a lingering guy out there. Maybe a more. A lingering guy out there who just so happened to be an accomplice with some big old lug of a man who had never had any kind of history of demolitions or arson in his life. You ever think that maybe that's the guy who's the brains behind this? Ah, but you know you can trust me on this. I can trust you on this. Trust ain't got nothing to do with it, kid. I want results. What have I been doing for the past 11 years, giving you results? You've been giving me results, and you've been taking your paychecks, and you've been buying fancy clothes. And you come in, and you buy more fancy clothes. Boy, I've never seen anyone come in here with as fancy clothes as you are that actually put a badge on. I don't think I've ever seen you wore the same thing twice. You know what kind of connections I've gotten with these clothes? People look at me and they think different. Well, I'll tell you, if there's ever a fashion disaster, 
or if there's some kind of espionage whatsoever involving some high, highfalutin designer, I know who to call. All right, so, so mechanically, Long, what are you trying to accomplish here? Yeah, so mechanically, it's a connection roll to spend one promotion to convert into Tunyon. Okay. All right, go for it. So roll your connections. That's 2d12. Oh my gosh. This guy. Wow. How are you still on the forks? You should be like rich and gone by now. You should be running <laughs> this place. Uh, I got a 10, which is... I don't know if it's one or two. It's two. Okay. All right. Oh my God. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, you might be the only one on the entire team who's got their head on straight. Eh, I don't know. Maybe Everett. But put a guy down, you take him in, we gotta ask questions, we gotta verify. I don't know. Faye, Lawton, they both seemed out of their freaking mind at the debriefing yesterday. And we all know the problem with Arlie. So you're the only one I can trust. So sure, sure, sure. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and consider it time served. But I'll tell you this, Koji. And I'll tell you this, Frank. You, uh, if you don't put a bow on this, if you don't tie this shit up, I'm not dealing with another one of them debriefings, okay? Someone's gonna get hung out to dry, and it ain't gonna be me. Of course, everybody got something on the line. All right, so he hangs up. Faye, was there anything you wanted to do? Uh, like, is this still the, uh, downtime uh yeah i'm just kind of considering like i was just giving everyone a chance to do something before we commit to shifts i think nothing really because like her next shift she's gonna start snooping around so look at it and if that's the case well then let's kind of cut to like you guys can talk talk this out amongst your players or amongst your characters however you want but what are your next steps what do you guys want to do like where do you guys want to take this like you you can kind of review what you know, maybe kind of do like a review amongst yourselves. Like, what do you all know and where might you have to take that? Would, would Lawton know if like going over the forensics recovered uh, from the site would like lead to more clues or would I feel like our forensics team already covered all that? Uh, you would know. I mean, they would be able to do it. Just a question of expediency, like how quick you'd get it. Uh, so you could conceivably spend time at LAPD getting some some stuff done. So it's possible you could learn something um, quicker. But eventually there'll be a forensics report. What do you guys think? Arlie would definitely share out the information from Shade, her CI, um, about the kind of stuff going down at the casino Didn't, didn't you guys go to the casino? Did you see? Yeah, as a, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm pretty sure we saw them moving uh, something. I just remember there's small crew moving a lot of duffel bags. I was convinced it was drugs. Or no, I was convinced like it was cold equipment. bars. I was convinced it was bars of gold. Faye thought it was drugs. That's right now I remember. I was a bit hammered that night. It would appear that you were both incorrect, and it was actually uh, gear being sold. Uh, Our gear. You know, someone's got to make a living, right? 
I still just want to like time out and point out why gold bars? Like what? <laughs> what a weird. Uh, he he bought a lottery ticket. He's just got money on the mind. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So from uh, what we know, we've got a reporter and a very high up UN member that are connected to this case. Yep. Lena Kova. Uh, Rosette Desai was like her personal assistant. Right. And yeah, you had a reporter at the Kill magazine. Uh, that name was brought up. Uh, so that's uh, Ronald Zephyr, uh, who's a reporter. And you've got uh, Lena Kova, Monty Croyle, Hoyt Zemke, who you know got his ass beat and was in the hospital. Um so you got those types of things, sure. But almost no details are out in the media about this, right? Essentially, it was just like there was a fire, it's being investigated, and that was it. Thus far, none of the details about Lena Kova or anyone else like that has been released or anything about that has, has kind of come to light uh, at the moment. Koji also never reported the stuff about Lena Kova. So if there was some sort of breach in the chain where there was a leak, it wouldn't even have been triggered at this point because Koji hasn't actually... Uh, conveyed that uh but if you do check your vids in the morning uh you will see a report uh, on various uh various outlets uh saying uh, kind of basically describing uh, a very heroic and violent shootout in the kipple waste last night uh, as uh, as rdu officials confronted uh the primary suspect in the chemplas warehouse arson case uh, reports are still coming in uh, but the main suspect has been taken out, and it sounds as though uh, this arson terror might be coming to a close. Uh, more information later tonight. And then you hear, like, the bulletin kind of comes through. I have a feeling that uh, Wallace Corr doesn't want anyone knowing about some sort of organized action against them or in general. So they are going to be quick to button this up and say that it's all over with. And it was probably just a random act of violence or a disgruntled employee or a personal dispute. So one of the potential uh, strings left out there then is uh, a gentleman still in the hospital with his injuries. I don't For sure. Yeah, I haven't talked to him yet. So I can send some guys to Hoyt. I can send some some of you guys with me for Ronald Zephyr, the reporter. I could go to LAPD and do a deep dive on the computer on just trying to get any leads searching like Lena Kova, uh, doing a deep dive on her background and connections. How are we going to clear this with the chief though he's going to be on our asses about getting this case completely closed up i'm going to close the case we'll get it we will and i think we're waiting on if there's any evidence of joe on our like clothing in the site okay so let me get the shifts uh figured out so let me figure out where everyone's going so lawton you're going to the headquarters okay uh, so then where's, where's Koji going? Are you going to the reporter? Yeah, I'm going to call up 
contact there and see if I can get him an appointment to like okay. a lunch spot. All right. So you want to you want to meet with Ronald Zephyr? Okay. We'll we'll handle that phone call in a sec. Uh, is anyone going with Koji to take to to sort of interview this uh, uh, this reporter? it should be our people person if anybody else goes <laughs> okay well, i just i, think I really don't want to do a five person split here yeah yeah like, yeah you know, after but isn't koji already good at the uh manipulation and whatnot i was gonna go with lot and if anything because he has no people skills whatsoever so it'll balance us out uh arlie can go with koji okay so arlie and koji are gonna go check in lawton's just going to the headquarters so he's just doing forensic computer data, that kind of stuff. He's not actually talking to anyone. Uh, what are Faye and Everett doing then? Um, Everett was going to go with Lawton in case there's anything he needs like assistance with, like if he finds something to run it down and talk with somebody, or if somebody asks what he's doing or whatnot, like I'm his cover essentially. I mean, he's, it's, but he's doing his job. Like he's a, he's an LAPD RDU analyst and he's doing analyst work. So he's not really doing anything that's going to be looked at strange. Now, even if it's digging into Lena? Lena Kova, well, uh, yeah, like right. there's a difference between like doing that, but um, yeah, it, the likelihood of there being a requirement to interview anybody for what Lawton's doing is is unlike is unlikely. Like we he, he, we've done scenes if you're out and about before, if you're out and about too, I can always message you like who you got to go talk to. Uh, and Faye, what are you going to do then? Uh, I don't want to split us up too much, uh, but she's interested in going to Warwick's house. Okay, so then, so if, if Faye's going, you're checking out Warwick's place. Uh, his name did come up uh, in the yeah. interrogation with uh, with Joe. Uh, Koji and Arlie are going to go follow up this uh, this Ronald Zephyr stuff. Lawton's going to HQ, so then let's clarify. Everett, where do you want to go? Where do you want to spend your shift? I, I guess I'll just go with Koji. I don't, I don't know. All three of you? You want to, three of you go to the, the reporter? Yeah, I don't want to split it anymore, and Lawton's got his stuff. Okay. All right, so then let's go ahead and do that. Uh, let's start with Koji. You're doing the call. Uh, so you're calling in to... Yeah, if it's like an assistant to James Lipton or someone that killed... <laughs> okay. So it's going to be the same woman uh, that you spoke with as you call in. Kill Magazine, can I help you? Do you hey, know your party's extension? Uh, yeah. Hook me up to James, whatever extension is. I told you that there are 37 James at this place. Could you be more specific? Uh, Mr. Lipton. Lipton. One moment. Who can I say is calling? Koji. There are 12 Kojis that regularly contact this office. Could you be more specific? <laughs> <laughs> so you hear, a, you hear a transfer. So we'll say you're calling from uh, some sort of uh, land phone somewhere, or some vid, you know, some vid phone somewhere. Uh, and then in a second, you see like kind of this quick, you know, this kind of come up, uh, this like little screen and you got the phone on your ear. And you see the same guy, you're kind of the receding hairline a little bit. You know, he's got these sort of shaded glasses on. He's like, Koji Sunru, you son of a bitch, twice in one week. Uh, what do you need? What do you need? Hey, James, you still got a Ronald down there? Another I got a Ronald? 
I got a Ronald. I sure do. Uh, yeah. What do you want Ronald for? Zephyr? He's a real yeah. piece of shit, that one, you know? My kind of guy. My kind of guy. I got some interesting questions for him. If you can hook him up with me. Hook him up with you. You got some, you want to ask him questions? You know, he's the reporter, right? He's the one who asks you questions. Did you get your head knocked in or something? You seem to have everything kind of confused here. No, of course not. This is a bit of police work. We ask questions as well. Oh, do you? You want to tell, oh, you're going to get all uppity with me? Are you now, Sunru? You're going to get all uppity. Okay, you're asking me for a favor and you're getting all uppity with me. I don't know, kid. I don't know. I think someone might have hit you in the head a little too hard. How'd you get reports on that? That did happen. Wait, someone hit you in the head? What happened to you? Well, I'm fine. Just a bit of a concussion. You got a concussion? Anything we need to know about? Hang on one second. Hey, Tiffany, I want you to hold a block for 6 p.m. We got all DU cop attacked, hit on head, has concussion. Okay, tell me the details, Koji, and go slow. Tell you everything. Just give me Ronald. Ronald, what's it in regards to? A bit of a case we're looking into. Mm. You know, I already did one favor for you this week, and now you want a second? Oh, goodness. You know it's a two-way street here. You owe me, you give me something, I give you something. Yeah, I'm familiar. All right, go ahead and roll your connections test. Connection. Koji, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I really like that voice. Got an 11, which is two eyeballs. Okay. Uh, he will set up a meeting with you. This is what you're going to do. You're going to meet with Ronald, and you're going to tell him all about this assault on an RDU officer. And I want you to make it salacious, okay? He's going to make it even more salacious, but I know how you are. You're going to make it all by the book. You're going to make it all boring and whatnot. I want you to talk about your pain, your suffering, all the various corruption that somehow this is involved in, and you're going to tell him all that kind of stuff. And then then you can go ahead and ask a few questions, too. He tells me what I want to hear. I'll make it as salacious as possible. All right, all right, all right. All right, kid. I'll see you. Here. Kind of click and kind of flickers off. And we'll say you and Arlie and Everett start heading in the direction of this uh, this restaurant. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll go to Faye next. So, Faye, you wanted to go over to Warwick's home. Do you know where Warwick lives? Uh... You get a specific sector or anything like that? Got a thought He's on that? I, did, I didn't think about that. Um, it's okay. He lives it. in Chinatown now. Okay. So okay. maybe more south. Okay, like sector nine-ish or something, uh, the commercial yeah. district. Okay, uh, that's fine. Um, there is a, uh, it's a little bit more, this is like the kind of the old money area of LA. Uh, so... Because, uh, like, new money is arts district, old money is commercial district. Uh, so, what about no, this is fine. Okay. No, this is fine. There's still going to be, like, there's still going to be air neighborhoods which aren't that great. So, yeah, we'll say, uh, we'll say we find you, we find a place here. Uh, there's somewhere in the, you know, maybe not the financial district, but maybe near Grand Central Market or something like that. He might have okay. uh, some kind of kind of walk up. Okay. 
Uh, so you're going to get there and it's, uh, we'll say he's probably somewhere around the 30 or 40th floor in this walk up. There's a handful of markets at the, uh, at the base here and there. You can tell what looks like definitely old construction as you're moving your way up. Uh, but, uh, you don't, I'm going to, I'm going to say you definitely don't have a key to his home. Uh, so when you get to the, uh, the apartment door, it's locked, you knock on it a bit. There's no answer. Uh, nothing like that. So how do you want to go about getting in? What do you want to do? Um, she's gonna, I guess, go find like the property manager. Yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, you're going to try to find, okay. Is that like a, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of what a property manager would look like in uh in sort of a tenement house. Okay. So yeah, you find, you're going to find someone sort of short squat, a little heavy set, uh, woman. She's kind of got like a little bit of a receding hairline strangely enough. And she's looked like she's constantly sweating. Uh, and so when you ask her to kind of let you in, uh, to a, a particular apartment, she's like, it's not for sale. It's not for sale. Okay, I got a different one on 25, if you want 25. Uh, a woman like you living by his 25 is better. You want 25? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, my friend lives there, but he forgot to leave me a key before he went out of town. Well, you're going to have to talk to him. He didn't, tell, he didn't tell me anything. And if he went out of town, then he's probably got plenty of money and he wouldn't be living in this piece of shit place. So try a different story, lady. Uh, can I bribe her? You can. You could also just show your badge. You oh, are true. a cop. Oh, true. I forget I I'm a cop. <laughs> yeah. Faye's going to show her badge. <laughs> okay. So you're going to go ahead. You're going to show your badge and you will eventually get lit in. Uh, and so you go inside. And uh, as you walk in, you notice, first of all, that the home is an utter, like, it's an utter disarray. Like, you can see that there's uh, furniture has been sort of uh, kind of upturned here and there. You can see that there's photos and keepsakes and stuff that have been kind of torn apart you can see there's a some kind of metal trash bin in the middle that has what looks like sign like burn marks to it uh it's just one kind of big room there is a small little nook where like there's two different cabinets and like a little kitchen kitchenette area what looks like some kind of microwave just for sort of reheating reading food uh, and you can see connected to that is a very very narrow looking shower with kind of a, a kind of a flap like a pull out toilet and you can see there's like no real like view. When you look out the window, it's a very small window. There's no balcony. And you just see like right across to like this other ugly tenement house on the other side. It's not a very pretty home. Uh, but you can you can definitely tell it is a place that has, you're not sure if it's been turned over by someone or someone just went into some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of rage or if there was some kind of fight here. But it definitely looks really messy. So what do you want to do while you're here? Um, she's gonna treat this like a crime scene and, um, maybe she like hits up Lawton for like maybe some like different protocols of like things that maybe she would mess up on as she's searching a crime scene to like make sure she doesn't miss anything. Like she's sending him like pictures and stuff like that as she's searching. Hey, did you, did they not give you basic training? You wear gloves. You, you don't step on anything. You know, I, I got okay, some... Basic training is one thing, but this is important to me, Lawton. I've got documentation. Is, I'm going to send it to you. And her Kia just gets walls of text. Lawton, this shit's important. Why are... You got to read through it. it. 
this there's a process you cannot contaminate the evidence you got to follow every step in these protocols and she just sighs Faye, at like, least wear gloves for me I'm wear gloves. gloves i have i have the gloves on you have a hairnet who carries a hairnet i always carry a hairnet I thought that's because you maybe had lice or something. I don't know. Do you want your hair to be dropped at a crime scene? True. Uh, I have my hair up in a ponytail today. Just good enough. Uh, don't step on anything. Wear gloves. Just don't contaminate the evidence, and you'll do fine, kid. Uh, yeah, and then she's just gonna invest the entire shift just looking through this this apartment. Okay, well, what do you want to do? Like, how do you want to tell me what you're looking for? Tell me how, like, what you're looking at. Like, tell me. So what she's you're, looking what for finding. where's the epicenter of like this, all of this stuff. Like, uh, she's gonna start where it looks most messed up. Like. Uh, yeah, there's like this sort of uh, futuristic futon, like right in the middle of the room where you think is doubles as a, both a bed and a, and, a, and a couch for entertaining. Uh, you can see that there is a, uh, a flat screen opposite of that. Uh, there does not appear to be any kind of coffee table per se, uh, but you do see that there is this wastebasket that's right in the middle. All sorts of things have been scattered around. Uh, there is like this small little desk area, uh, with a, with a, a private terminal. Uh, so yeah. Uh, she's going to check out like the desk area with the private terminal. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's just a, it's standard stuff. Nothing, nothing fancy about it. It's just someone's, someone's private, you know, private terminal at home. Uh, it is password protected in some particular way. So if you want to kind of try to bypass it, get in, you can go ahead and try to, uh, Roll a little tech uh, tech test here, Faye. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will attempt it. Go for it. You can do it. Oh, gosh. I doubt it. These are bad dice. There you go. You got your success oh, right there. One success. Okay. That's all you need. Uh, so, yeah, it opens up. Uh, it, the code doesn't really make any sense to you, but you're able to kind of get through it. It just seems like a series of increasingly strange uh, sort of numbers and digits. Uh, and or letters and digits, I should say. Uh, yeah, and you can see it's got what just looks like a you know some some basic messages. Like it looks like he's got uh, like an inbox filled with with various uh, with various text messages. Uh, looks like he's got a couple different news feeds where he's just sort of kind of connected to to basic news. There's nothing nothing out of the ordinary there. Uh, what do you want to look for? she's gonna like check out like his search history has he been looking for anything weird who has he been talking to like that'll be kind of like what she focuses on okay uh search history uh yeah easily enough uh you do you notice that uh most of it just seems to be kind of some entertainment stuff and some new stuff all of that seems to be particularly um uh, particularly normal stuff, but one thing kind of catches your attention. That's a that's a little bit out of the ordinary because it doesn't really align with what you know of work. Uh, he seems to have been uh, looking into a gala, uh, like a, an art gallery, like this sort of some event uh, at a at a place called uh, like kind of there's like an open page or like there's a kind of a search history criteria 
for a place called Fiamma, uh, which is apparently over in the art district in sector two. Uh, and that definitely kind of makes you raise an eyebrow a little bit. So okay. think about that. Let me cut over to somebody else and get them started and uh, think about that and what else you might want to do while you're here. Uh, I'm going to jump over to Lawton then. Lawton, as you had just got off the phone with Faye, you're sitting down at the Esper Mall and you should immediately get this, this Kia call. What is it you're looking to do, Lawton? Yeah, so for the first time in Lawton's life, uh, he brought in donuts and coffee uh, for everyone in the department. And then he would uh, sit down at his computer and just immediately doing... Uh, financial forensics and just like all sorts of background checks on Lena Kova uh, just wants to know where as much as he can with public record, like where her money's going, where it's coming from, who she has business dealings with it, anything I can find on her. Uh, sure, 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 sure. Let's do a tech test. I think uh, as you just kind of sit down on the Nexus, uh, or in the, excuse me, on the, uh, sort of at a console for the Esper wall and starting to going through that. Uh, and I'll tell you that this, the, the more successes you do, uh, you get the more information you might receive. You'll get something no okay. matter what, but the more you get, the better. I will push then. I got one success. Do I reroll the success if I push? Uh, no, it, it just, uh, it should just be just whatever. the one that wasn't a success, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's a unicorn. a unicorn or an eye. Uh Oh, okay. So take a resolve, uh, so take a resolve loss for this. Uh, but you also are able to get some basic info. So you start kind of sitting down, going, kind of going through this a little bit and you get kind of her basic bio. Uh, like you can see that, you know, there's some, some old records of her employment here ambitious fast riser since very early in her career she did stints in all of the major divisions that the lapd you can definitely tell that she didn't stay anywhere for too long she just looked like she was just trying to kind of get as much experience as they can to diversify like her 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 resume her portfolio uh but you can also kind of get the sense that she was a person who from the very start was uh, destined for probably administration politics that kind of stuff so deputy chief chief then she kind of transitioned over to the un and she's got a very, very, very diverse portfolio there as well. Like even just the UN research that you're doing, justice and corrections seems to be where she spent a lot of time, but also the colonization defense program, CDP, uh, which does have connections to RDU and some like the RDU and specifically Blade Runners in some way. Um, and you're getting a lot of sense that she's sort of in the running. Like there's people who are, she's, she's a future kind of secretary general type. Like that's how much she's rising up. Uh, she's not quite there yet, but she is. But she's kind of on that trajectory. Now, you have one success, success right? So Correct. The one thing you kind of discover, uh, and there are some older archives uh, within some of the some of the things you're finding here that that you get this sense that this stuff has been scrubbed, like or at least it was intended to be scrubbed, because there's very little negative about her, which is really surprising, considering first she was a cop, and now she's a politician, and those are two very divisive, uh, you know, uh, careers. And, like, no one no one of note really says to say a whole lot about, you know, a lot of not bad about her, like the people like where she came from, where she worked. And you kind of get the sense that, like, 
like someone's scrubbing, like you're, you're a tech guy. You kind of know there's someone scrubbing and like kind of getting certain stories out. You find a few, uh, a few stories, like a few reports that kind of have been buried or, or disappeared. Like a lot of these LAPD, like, uh, like police reports or incident reports, stuff like that. Uh, but all of them seem to have to do with like statements she's made or in case, in certain cases, like kind of extreme sort of, uh, extreme force taken, especially in the early days of kind of the, the Blade Runner program, uh, where she was kind of known to be kind of getting started on that. Um, you do also find that there's like these, um, anti Wallace core statements that she's made here and there in the past, even anti Neander Wallace, uh, the head of the, the CEO, uh, someone at some point kind of in one of these old police reports said something about her, her kind of referring to her as a, him as a traitor traitor to humanity. Sorry, my green screen just fell. Uh, and you're noticing a lot of kill publications, uh, like these old kill publications with her, uh, her name, uh, kind of popping up here and there, but everything, like I said, none of, none of it seems to have kind of gone anywhere. Like, like you go into like the kill archives and you can, and it's like, it's, it's hard work for you to just even find them. Like, it's just like, they're not clear. They're not easy. A normal person wouldn't usually find them, but you're getting the sense that someone's like cleaning up and like kind of forensically going through, uh, her files, her statements and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to do while we're over by you for now? Um, no, I, I need to think about what I'd like to do next. Okay. Uh, sure. One sec. Talk amongst yourselves. I think I would, uh, send some messages over our Kias to everyone. Lena Kova has a, spotless record and it's too spotless you don't rise as fast as she has without making enemies and apparently she has no enemies well if we keep sticking our nose in the wrong places we'll likely be wiped off just as cleanly uh mr stone are you able to determine who other than yourself, has been searching her or maybe find some uh, forensic information about who might be doing some of this scrubbing? I can keep digging, but I'd say it's most likely her team is scrubbing to make her record look better. She's on the fast track. She could be Secretary General someday. So it's either her team accelerating her or she's got someone backing her. But it, it seems that the scrubbing is even happening to internal records that should be beyond the reach of her current team. It should be, but, you know, it's not like we put much budget into tech security around here and she used to be a Blade Runner herself, so I'm sure she's got plenty of contacts. This is very true. Perhaps we will find some information at our lunch. I'll keep digging. Okay, so we're going to say Arlie, Everett, Koji, you arrive uh, probably early. Uh, are all of you going to set up at the table of this restaurant? We'll say it's uh, some sort of faux sushi restaurant. 
Uh, it's not actual sushi, of course. It's a sort of protein sushi. It's kind of creating all these different roles and such. Uh, but uh, there's an inside cafe area. There's an outer place to sit, sit as well, but like the rain is kind of gross. There's an overhang. Uh, would you want to sit outside, inside? Would everyone want to sit down? Would only one of you? How do you want to handle this when he, when he approaches? So I'm going to be asking this guy some questions. I don't know if you guys, three on one seems a bit apprehensive. Everett, would you like to join Koji and I can sit and observe off to the side? Yeah, that might work. Let's try and pick an area where we're not sitting around a bunch of other people so no one can eavesdrop and so it's easier for you to hear. Do We we can message each other, like text message each other on our Kias, right? Yeah, your Kias connect to each other, uh, but they don't connect to like the outside world. You have to find a, a different a different uh, font for that. Yeah. So then if, uh, if everyone will just say to Arlie, if there's anything that stands out to you, just let one of us or let both of us know and one of us can bring it up casually later on. So if we're sitting outside, I'm imagining that Arlie is sort of at that distance where, you know, not necessarily newspaper, but she has sort of something that's up, you know, kind of in front of her that she's casually seeming to be, you know, kind of attending to, but then she's sort of peeking. No, there, her, there's newspapers, her by the way. There's, there's newspapers in a Blade Runner universe. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's so, how they introduce yeah. Harrison Ford. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. Yeah, it's a little later, but I, I would still say I don't see any reason why newspapers wouldn't be around. Uh, you can there's other ways to get news, of course, but like newspapers, you can have one if you want. That's fine. Okay. So if that's the case, Everett, Arley are nearby, looking, watching. Koji, you're sitting down at the table, uh, and you see a man uh, start to approach. You probably peg him, maybe in his mid forties or so. Barely skinny, very skinny. He's wearing kind of this heavy. It was like a raincoat, this sort of yellowish raincoat. Uh, his glasses are kind of fogged up. His hair is kind of all, uh, it's, it's kind of thinning here and there. You can see it's got almost kind of the start of a widow's peak going on. Uh, relatively clean shaven, but it does look like he's got some shadow going on. It looks like he's got big old bags under his eyes. Uh, he, has, he has definitely the look of, of, of kind of someone sort of like looking left and right. Like he's kind of always got his head on a swivel. Uh, but he comes up, he kind of sees you, Koji, and I'll say maybe he knows who you are and knows who to look for. Uh, and uh, he sits down, he's like, hey, hey, how you doing? Oh, you must be Ronald. Koji. I don't think we've ever met directly. I'm Ronald, Ronald Zephyr. Uh, please, please, join me. So uh, so Mr. Lipton tells me that you were assaulted uh, violently, and he wants to get a story out tonight about an RDU uh an RDU man getting uh, getting assaulted. So, uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, oh yeah, I can tell you all about it. I was just wondering if you could answer some of my questions before we get to that. Uh, before, uh, I, I am here to report on your assault. So, uh, I, I kind of would like to get to, to you know to, to my job if that's all right with you. Uh, it's a bit of an investigation we're working on. I don't mean to alarm you. Yeah. So. You know, this is my job, guy. Okay, I don't really know you. I'm here because uh, not cause the only one on job. Okay, all right. What is this? What is this? Okay, I, I'm told to come down to this shitty freaking restaurant. Who picks this? Who eats this shit? To ask you questions because apparently you got attacked. Okay, I don't think you understand how this works. I am a reporter. 
you had something happen to you. Now I ask you questions. Okay, could you just answer my question so I can go oh, write yes. your stupid story? You don't have to explain your job. I can explain my job. I'm a cop and I have to ask you questions about investigation. <laughs> okay, go ahead and give me a roll. Uh, let's go. It's not going to be connections. It's going to be, what's the other one? It's uh, manipulation. Okay. Icy Koji. Have a B in that. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. It's not bad. Not bad. Is Everett like posturing while this is happening? <laughs> like getting bigger. His like... ears have perked up for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a 12 on my 12. So that's two. Okay. It's like, okay, okay, okay. Jeez. Gosh. Man. It's like you get assaulted one time and suddenly you got to give the world an attitude. How many times I get beat up on my job? Come on, man. You don't see me giving people shit all the time. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. What do you want? What do you want? See. Hey, you're paying for this, right? Of course. Okay. Can I get and he orders the most expensive thing on the menu? Uh just to make sure. Okay, yeah, go right ahead. Let's see. A couple questions here. He pulls out a little pad and he starts writing on it like he's barely paying attention to you at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on, come on. What's your relation with Hoyt Zemke? Go ahead. Oh, the other guy. Monty Croyle. Okay. Anybody who wants, who can, who is visibly watching this, uh, can go ahead and roll an insight test. As he stops writing and kind of looks up at you. So uh, oh, I'll no, get insight, no insight sorry. because it's like reading body language and everything. As he kind of looks up at you at this point. Everett, what was that roll? My hacks. How do you do? Sees all the three, things. Uh, three, three eyes or three success. Okay, Koji, Arley. I only got do. one success. Okay, uh, I got one as well. Okay, uh, so Koji, Arley, you immediately notice, obviously, that he's, uh, you know, like this kind of caught him off guard, like for sure, like sort of surprised by this, and kind of looks up at you. But Everett, you can tell immediately his leg starts to shake. And he kind of, the hand that he had, like the, the, uh, the, like his little kind of pen in, he puts it underneath and he kind of sort of rests it. And he's almost kind of trying to keep it from shaking. And he's like, uh, what are the names again? Hoyt Zemke. And, uh, what was the other one? Monty Crisco? Monty Crow. Crow oil. I'm Crow. sure you're familiar. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I yeah, I think he used to be uh, a cop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I wasn't one of my contacts, uh, but uh, you know, I talked to Mr. Lipton. Mr. Lipton might know him. He's got everything kind of connected here and there. Uh, um, Everett is going to message Koji and say, I'm going to say in, in Everett's voice, you're throwing your title at him seems to get you some answers and then Everett's going to point out the shaking leg and the the twitch in the hand and he's going to say keep pushing and call him a liar and say you know a lot more than you're letting on and do the same thing that you did before explain how profiling works and how you're monitoring his body language so that he knows like he can't keep everything from you I look at this long ass message on my key. <laughs> All right. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm clearly interrupting something. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. You have a good day as he's trying Me to. Me and Lawton over here writing books. Oh, come on. You, can, you know more than this. No, 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 no. Monty. Yeah. I mean, 
Uh, yeah, we probably had a couple articles here, there. I think he, uh, you know, police brutality type of stuff, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. He's dead. Oh, he's dead. Oh, uh, that's a shame. Wow. That's a shame. What a, what a shame. And I'm going to roll over the three, uh, the three successes Everett had. Not surprised. This, he already knew. Like it doesn't shock him at ever, but he's, he does go, oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. How'd he die? Oh, a bit of an accident. I'm oh, sure I've heard reports. Well, I have? Uh, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of things that goes on in this city, and, you know, we got we to gotta keep an eye on all of it. So, uh, you know. Then I'll, I'll slide over a little photo that's related to the wake-up tattoos. Like, does this mean anything to you? Oh, uh, no. No, you thinking of getting some ink done? And he looks nah. at you. Um, you know, that's nah, not my taste. Yeah, you know, to each their own. To each their own. Uh, you can get them temporary ones. You know, you don't have to. If you don't like it, you can get it taken off. Though I do hear the laser's even harder. It hurts even more. Uh, does can we do another insight for if he recognizes the tattoo, or is that a genuine reaction? Oh, he is lying. Like Everett, to you, this guy hasn't told a single thing. Now you know you're you're like a seat or two away, but you can tell this guy's been lying. Something fierce, Koji. You're getting the vibe that he's yeah for sure. Clearly not being super honest either. But you know, it's up to you guys how you want to handle that. But yeah, he's being super cagey. Early just keeps messaging in the Kia. Lie, send. Lie, send. Lie, uh, yeah. send. <laughs> I think if we can look around us to see. If there's like people that can hear what we're talking about at all. Uh, high or low? Long? Let's go low. Uh, okay. Yeah. I rolled a two. Uh, very, I'm going to say it's just you all. It's still early in the morning. So it's a little early for sushi for some folks probably. So it's probably like mid morning, 10 a.m. That kind of thing. There's probably not a lot of people here just yet. Uh, maybe there's one or two people outside like, you know, drinking some coffee or whatever. But inside, no, there's no one really here. I mean, there's people working, but no one's really paying attention to you. Yeah, then so I'll lean in a bit closer to him. Come on, man. I didn't bring you out here for no reason. I you, I know you know more than you're letting on. If you think you're in danger, you can move this elsewhere. Uh, do I think I'm in danger? Should I, should I feel like I'm in danger? Are you threatening me? And he starts speaking up. Are you threatening me? Is this LAPD officer threatening me, citizen of LAPD who has done nothing wrong? No, of course not. And he kind of leans in. Listen, I thought you were good at this. I've heard that uh, my boss has a soft spot for you. I don't know what you two get up together, but he speaks very highly of you. But this is pretty embarrassing. Okay? I'm not going to tell you anything. You people don't really give me anything. You give me scraps all the time. And now I got to come out? And if you think I'm scared of you, I'm not scared of you. You do what you want to me. You want to arrest me? Arrest me. Go right ahead. Thank you for the street cred. Go right ahead. Do you know the lawyers that we have with Kill? Do you know how much we pay them? Do you know how many we have on retainer right now? You can't do anything to me. Come on. Get out of here. Now, are you going to tell me about what happened to you, or are you going to tell me about what happened to you? 
Is there a way I could pickpocket? Do people carry like personal communicators that we like, like what we would have like a phone nowadays? Some of them might. Yeah. Some of them might not many. I mean, like, like it's, it's usually communications, not necessarily mobile. Like it's, it's not like a thing that normal folks would do. It's, but more expensive, you know, things might have kind of that kind of thing. Uh, but most could I folks, try and pickpocket like a wallet or something to see, um, when he, like when he leans in close to Koji and his attention is like keeping his voice down and, you know, doing this tough guy attitude. Uh, yeah, you can roll a stealth if you want. Do we by chance have any leftover uh, upgrades? I don't know. Arlie, database, please. Uh, <laughs> checking. 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 Yes, we do. Okay, I'm going to use one because I have a D in stealth. I got one success. Okay, it's going to be contested because it is going to be contested against his observation. However, he is sure. busy talking to Koji, so I'm going to give him a disadvantage on this when I roll it. Uh, so he'll take the lowest of those two. Okay. Uh, okay, so then because of disadvantage, I do end up failing. Otherwise, my nine would have been great. Uh, so yeah, you do manage to pull... Uh, yeah, we'll call it... You know, he probably has something on his uh, on his person. Uh, it's probably less a communicator, but more maybe like a kind of a digital notepad, uh, something or, or sort of a a planner of some kind. But yeah, you can kind of slip that out as he kind of is looking over at Koji and sort of mocking him about how bad he is at this. Like, he... Everett will slyly lean back and. Start going through with Arlie and wink at Koji and let the let their dialogue continue. Okay. Um so as that conversation's happening, Everett, I'll say like you you're flipping through and you do see he's got a ton of messages in here. Uh but you do eventually I'll say, um come across I won't make you roll tech, but I, I will say a couple of things kind of flag. You do see some messages uh from Hoyt Zemke. From Monty Croyle, they were kind of popping up at various places. Uh, one of them we've already seen, but we've seen it from the other side. We've seen the draft by Monty Croyle that Koji uh, managed to discover where he was just basically, you know, kind of calling them out, like who talked, who squealed, that kind of thing. Uh, and the other uh, is just from Hoyt Zemke and just, you know, saying, you know, like, he, you know, he got his ass kicked, that kind of thing. He's kind of telling what's going on. And he's like, and there's a there's an image in it, like this really kind of crudely drawn image of that kind of wake up emily seem like like saying what the fuck does this mean uh so you do get the sense that he does know he he obviously knows these two people and he has been in recent contact with them over the last week um everett will send koji the dates of when this reporter was last in contact with them and say see if pushing him with this makes him shake a little more and pretend like you know a lot more than you do well, if we're critiquing each other's jobs, you do a pretty bad job of yourself. Reporter, you're not going to dig into this case any deeper? You don't want any deets? Come on, I'm an open book as well. You haven't told me anything. I've asked you what happened to you. You said, let me ask questions first. Then you asked some stupid questions. And then I returned to asking my very intelligent and useful questions to which you have not replied. All right, I'll, let, I'll give you some answers here. What do you want to know? 
I want to know who attacked you, for what reason did they attack you, that sort of thing. When did it happen? Where did it happen? Let's go. Basic who, what, where, when. Let's go. I'll start feeling him in those pretty general details. He's like, okay, okay, finally, we're getting somewhere. All right. And are you telling him about uh, Ty Walter's apartment when you got hit over the head? Or are you telling him about when you got mugged? Oh, not the mug thing. I'll just tell him when I got hit in the head. Okay. He's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Hit over the head when you were investigating a suspect. You went there alone. Okay, okay, okay. Guess you like to work alone, huh? No, no partners, huh? You know, maybe you should get a partner or two. Give you a little backup every now and then so you don't get hit over the head and don't get, you know, someone drop in on you. You know, that'll never happen to me. I got reporter's eyes, kid. I know, uh, I know when my, I know when I'm uh, outnumbered. <laughs> and he's just sort of saying this type of thing. Meanwhile, Everett's just pouring through his material. <laughs> right. <laughs> got pickpocketed. Totally doesn't know. Okay. Let's kick over for a moment to Faye. Uh, and so we can kind of, and then we'll, we'll, we'll return to, to Ronald. So Faye, you are, you're in work's home. You're onto his computer. You had just found, he's, he's looking into this, this art, this art gallery, this, uh, this gala that's happening, a place called Fiamma. Uh, what do you want to do? You are muted, you're muted. lady. Sorry. Um, she's gonna like message it to the collective like everybody on the team like uh anybody know anything about fiamma uh this it's some some gala coming up do we know who's in attendance uh this could be important our label message back i do not believe fiamma has come up yet in our investigation lawn would be the only one capable of really doing anything at the moment uh, as he is basically back at headquarters, he could hop on the Esper. So Lawton, if you wanted to do that, you can. Um, no world required, actually. It's actually pretty easy uh, to find this. There's no specifics that you have to look up for. But apparently there is going to be a some sort of... Tonight, actually, uh, there is some kind of very large gala, a gala going on with a lot of VIPs. It's going to be in the Art District, Sector 2, Level 300. We're talking major bucks. Uh, there's apparently going to be, uh, it's being held and it's, and it's going to be displaying the works of an artist by the name of Portia Kiani. Uh, and, uh, if you start actually looking over all of the different like art districts, publications and things like that, people are very, very excited about this. There's a who's who of, of attendees. So we're talking politicians, we're talking, uh, we're talking musicians, we're talking entertainers, those types of things. It's going to be this big old affair. If you tell her about Portia Kiani, um, Portia yeah, has I would a tattoo. Forward all that. Uh, doesn't she, Jeff? She has a, the wake up tattoo. That is she one of the, the names list. that you were given by Bao Mao, uh, in addition yeah. to your friend Work's name. Yeah, so uh, her reply is like, urgent uh this is tonight we need to look into this uh Portia has one of the tattoos this is we know that they're gonna do extra extra bombings and attacks this is this is the next spot I, I know it I feel like face sent that back in like all caps yeah all caps <laughs> uh and then she's gonna resume as as she's as she's typing this and stuff. She's uh, 
going over kind of like the rest of the apartment, like checking drawers to see if there's anything. Okay. Uh, did you want to continue looking through? Like there's a bunch of messages and stuff too. Did you want to oh, continue? Oh yeah, I wanted the, the messages. Yeah. Okay. Because there is something very, and you've already gotten in it, so you don't have to do a new role or anything. There is actually something fairly interesting that pops up is once uh, the name comes back to you from Lawton, uh, you go through the messages and you see this whole message chain between Warwick Foxwell and Portia Chiani. And as you're reading it, uh, you you see that they appear to be engaging in what seems to be increasingly daring uh, dirty talk uh, as they're very... Uh, yeah, it appears that they uh, they are asking each other and talking to each other about uh, various sexual things uh, that Big they points. would like to do to one another. Yeah. Oh, God, I could have lived without knowing about that. Okay. Uh, great. Glad he's got such great taste in women. Uh, totally not better. Uh, and she's going to continue, like, seeing, like, who else he, has he been talking to? Nothing else stands out. There's Everything else seems to be pretty standard stuff. Uh, a couple from you, probably, that haven't been returned. Uh, and, you know, stuff from, like, the... Uh, oh, the, yeah, the it beautiful, hurts seeing it on, yeah. just left on red. On red. Yeah. <laughs> In the trash box. Yeah. Already deleted. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um I'll tell you what, Faye, you only you only had one success. Uh, I will give you one additional. You can take either observation or tech for this or even insight. I would take even. Insight might even be better. Uh, they're all the same, so I can do insight. OK, go ahead. Dude. I'll give you I'll give you advantage since you do actually know work like you have spent some time with him recently. Okay. Can I have a dice ball? Yes, or a, can. a boost thing? Yes. Let me know how you do. One success. Okay. As you're reading some of these messages, uh, and blushing maybe, or I don't know. I don't know how Faye would respond. Um, but it gets pretty... It gets a little raunchy at times. Um, you kind of start to get the feeling that something's not quite right about them. Like a few of them start to appear kind of manufactured. And you notice that the messages themselves, like there's like the file sizes are, are, are too big. These are just these are just text. Now, again, your tech wasn't high enough. But you're getting this feeling that there's something more to these messages than what's what's being kind of displayed. Like there's something underneath it, whether or not they're carrying some kind of package on them or whether or not they mean that you're not entirely sure what it is. And certainly there's plenty of times when like just the sort of the diction, the language, the way things are being like none of it. It sounds it sounds strange. Uh, and some even messages are, are even contradictory. Like they don't even make sense. Like it's 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 some yeah. sort of, you know, like there there's there's. There's one thing for it to be kind of dirty talk and salacious. It's another thing for it to make no logical sense whatsoever. And so there's parts about it that look a little bit strange. Uh, and so you're getting the feeling that there's something more to these that that you're. It's probably not something you're equipped to handle. Uh, but there is something. Is there more a to way it. I could take them to Lawton? You could, yeah. You could take the terminal. You could detach the terminal and you could bring it to the station. It would be a, 
an extra shift okay. to do it. But yeah, you could do it. Yeah, then that's uh, if if that's really all she's going to get from the apartment, then she she would do that. Okay. Uh, all right, let's kick it over then to Lawton. Uh, Lawton, you're at HQ still. Uh, is there anything else yeah. you're doing here? Yeah, I want to keep digging on Lena Kova, but I want to kind of go at it from a backwards way. You said very early in her career, she said negative comments about Wallace Court, but uh, they were kind of washed away. I want to try and search that like time period for any sort of activist groups that were uh, really speaking out for Wallace against Wallace and see if I could find any sort of connection that way. Sure. Uh, go ahead and yeah, give me another roll for that. Uh, and while you do that, I'll say welcome to other doc. Thank you for the raid. Very much appreciate it. We are playing a little blade runner tonight. Uh, we are, you're digging into a, a conspiracy within the LAPD possibly, uh, behind some sort of arson case that they've been working on for the past couple sessions. Hope you're all, uh, hope you're all doing well and that uh, you've had some good games as well. How you doing, Steven? Uh, I had one success, so I pushed and it was okay. still one success. So I pushed again. Okay. And how many was it at the end of the second push? Two successes. Okay. Two successes. Okay. From what you can glean, uh, so you're talking about from the early days. So a couple things you notice from the early days. First, you learn that her training officer was Monty Croyle. Uh, so when she first came in, so that's one thing you get from the early days. You also notice that there were some very pro-human groups, uh, very anti-replicant, very anti-push for the Nexus 9 models that we see Arlie at now. Like, So there was a lot of discussion over the course of time in her early days, uh, you know, about what to do. This was sort of, you know, kind of post blackout, all that kind of stuff. Uh, this is many, many years ago. But when you start looking for like those specific protest groups and things like that, you do notice actually that something did pop up. Like she was firmly entrenched and against the idea of Nexus nine models like Arlie being used in the LAPD. And she had apparently kind of sidled up next to some very, um, very far right kind of uh, organizations here and there. But over time, her positions have started to pull a little bit back to, to the sort of right of center, uh, thus allowing her to be a little bit more palatable. Uh, but she definitely did seem to associate with some extreme groups. Uh, no names really kind of ring a bell. None of them, none of, uh, everything is sort of on like LAPD's radar. Nothing really is like, not, no, no sort of terrorist groups, all just sort of political fringe groups and, you know, that kind of stuff. Nothing that really suggests criminality behind it. But you do certainly see that she was very heavily against this. And a lot of that seemed to sort of be the fuel for why she was against like, she kind of call, called out like Neander Wallace in certain ways here and there as he was kind of pushing this. And, and you know that she also spoke out about like the you know, Wallace score having much too, uh, like a, too heavy a hand on how LAPD operates and things like that. Um, I would say that that's really all I have for you. Yeah, that, that's good. Um, I definitely want to forward that Monty was her training officer. So she has a good connection there and she has motive and if she was involved, she has reason to cover it up because it would definitely hurt her political career. And Arlie's going to message Lawton back with this 
Um, did uh, Mr. Stone, did she change positions gradually or perhaps this indicates that she is not who she always used to be? Publicly, it seems to be a gradual pull. Uh, as she rose more and more, she needed to be more generic to get more public sympathy. What she still believes, I don't believe you could change your beliefs that easily. I see. So she has likely hired individuals who have trained her what to say and what positions to take. I'm sure it's very manufactured what she says. Understood. Thank you for this information. So at a certain point, Lawton, someone comes in uh, to like where you're working. Uh, Mr. Stone, uh, something, I got some results from that uh, breakdown of uh, Ty Walter's corpse here. Uh, Holden said I should bring it to you. Yeah, what you got? So, uh, it's kind of strange. We, so we took some samples, uh, some deep dive tissue bone samples, you know, usual kind of run of the mill, put them through the Esper wall, tried to get through some of the replicant database, both known and unknown. Uh, and we got a hit, uh, but it's kind of, I'm a little confused because, uh, it's a Nexus 8 model replicant, uh, for these samples and such. But the image profile uh, associated with the samples looks uh, nothing like this guy uh, here. And he kind of turns it around. And you see, this, this looks nothing like Ty. Like Ty, Ty Walters is like a middle-aged, you know, 43, 44-year-old big dude. You know, really big guy, 6'3", 6'4", kind of a big kind of hulking kind of uh, X-boxer, that kind of thing. But what you're seeing is a fairly slender African-American man, bald head, uh, kind of a little bit of a goatee. Uh, looks, they look nothing alike at all. So I'm not sure if uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to do with this. This is uh, really happened before. Usually they either show up in, you know, in the database because we've logged right. them at some point, or we've got files of them from Wallace Core, or they don't show up because we never got those files. But the I don't know if someone logged it incorrectly or wires got crossed along the way, but uh, uh, I'm sure it was a clerical error. Uh, when you were testing his body, there was no sign of any cosmetic changes. He couldn't have undergone. No, no. Enough. I mean, uh, plenty of scars, broken bones, that sort of thing. But uh, considering his line of work, that that is unsurprising. Uh, nothing replaced, though. Uh, everything's still original model. Uh, some dermatology uh, fixing here and there, but that's again probably as a result. And he's constantly like looking down his report. That's probably a result of uh, uh, matches, boxing, that sort of thing. Nothing out of the ordinary. Um, but no, no structural change. Nothing like that. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's just a glitch in the system. Uh, I'll look into it. I'll, I'll dig deeper. Right. Uh, and uh, one other thing uh, we do actually have, uh, we, we kind of gleaned, through, we went through your clothes, uh, we went through uh, some of Mr. Walter's belongings and we did some swabs and stuff and we were able to kind of eliminate all of you, of course. Uh, but we did find uh, some tissue samples uh, 
hair samples, DNA, etc., uh, of a second uh, replicant uh, as well. Uh, and uh, hang on. Also in the book, one sec, it kind of swipes over it, uh, and it kind of turns it around, turns this little this, this sort of panel around towards you. Uh, and you can see it's uh, it's a woman probably in her late 30s or so. Uh, you've never seen the face before in your life. And Is there a name associated know? with it? Uh, yeah, it takes uh, it's Rebecca Howell. Uh, uh, second replicant. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll keep digging. Uh, thanks. You, you did good work. Uh, go ahead and roll a... Let's go observation. And he's like, okay, thanks. Uh, we're going to keep going with this, see if we can find it. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and contact uh, Wallace Core, see if uh, maybe the problem was on their end for once and not ours. Uh, usual thing. But we'll get back to you if we find anything else. Yeah, uh, if you don't mind, leave some copies here for me to look over. Oh, um, sure. I'll send it over to you. No problem. I pushed and got three successes. Okay. As he is leaving the room, you're, you get that same sort of like weird sort of confusion. Your head shakes. Your eyes kind of start to glitch a little bit out a little bit. And you look down at these images of these two faces and you have in fact seen them before. You, you've seen them before, not entirely sure, off, right off the head, but you remember, you have the, this memory just starts weaving back into you, like something that's buried. You see them, you see these faces pop up, you see kind of going through Esper, going through all these different databases, petty crimes, small crimes, things like that. And you see these two people pop up, these two young, you know, they're, they're, they're there's, you're not sure exactly when this was, but you've got this memory of you just kind of going through and searching these databases for just these images of folks and altering them. Okay, you, you don't know why, but you just have yeah. this memory kind of pops back into your head. Would I be able to remember enough to go back and undo some of what I did? Uh, roll or at least like follow my tech. tracks. Roll tech. Uh, it's not a, it's not a situation. I'd say, yeah, roll a tech roll on this. Uh, one success will get it done. Uh, but additional successes might make it harder to discover. Uh, additional successes are worse. No, additional successes are good. Meaning like, right. Which I thought you said harder here. to discover. I'm pushing. For somebody else who's kind of like forensically going through your things. No successes, and I'm taking a resolve. You're not going to push at all? Uh, I suppose I could time? push one more time. I think you can yeah, push these right. times, right? You're right. Yeah. One success. Okay, so you go through, and it takes a while, and once or twice the guy comes back in, kind of brings back a file for you, a copy of the file. You quickly kind of shift over to something else. Maybe he thinks you're looking at porn. Who knows? He walks out. Someone comes in like, hey, we're running for coffee if you want anything. And like, you know, whatever. And at a certain point, Holden checks in, sees you're doing anything, calls out your name. You're not really paying attention. You have some mindless like exchange. 
And eventually you notice a few things as you're going through that uh, the image files and the sort of the, the, the sort of the tissue bone sampling that you have that's on file for these, these models uh, was altered. And it wasn't, it wasn't Wallace core. It wasn't on their end. Everything kind of came through just fine. Uh, and like you have this database of like known replicants, these Nexus 8 models that have been, have caught, have come on the radar, the LAPD, but have gotten away. There's plenty of others that have never gotten on their radar, but these have. And you notice that somebody, somebody changed the records. But as you're doing this, you realize that there's probably only one person here uh, in the LAPD who has the brains and the capability to do it. And you think it's yourself. Oh, Jeff. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to cut back over to the sushi crew. So what do you guys want to do? He's currently, he, so he's writing down, you're, you're going through, you've told him this whole story and he looks up at you and he's like, that's it. You got hit at the head because you didn't come, you didn't come with backup. Listen, man, I got to be honest. I'm probably going to change the framework of the story. Uh, I'm thinking um, LAPD, uh, LAPD officer, uh, doesn't know proper procedures, uh, LAPD officer, you know, flagrantly uh, dis, uh, uh, disregards oh, no, common safety procedures. And I'll sort of let him on on who and where we were, Sidewalker's apartment. I kind of kind of who's involved? Oh, uh, what was this uh, case about then, there, Mister Sunru? Uh, you know the case, that arson case. We're looking to one Monte Carlo burned up in. <clears throat> uh, Everett just messages Koji, "Stop talking!" in all caps. <laughs> Okay, so are you two doing anything or are you just going to continue to like hide in the shadows? All, all I can say is like he is clearly lying. He's he's clearly you can clearly tell that he knows some of these people. But I'm just trying to get an idea of like how are you guys trying to get information out of him? Arlie's going to message Everett. Uh time for a show of force. Yeah, I was just about to ask Long, do you care if we like uh, if Everett and Arlie butt in. No, I'll do a last question and then you can do as you see fit. Okay. okay. And uh, I kind of go on and on about this case. And if catching up to this case, you can write this in. Ronald Zephyr and sort of how he gets involved in this. <clears throat> uh, well, I mean, I'm going to be, I'm a byline, right? Byline. And that's that's oh. where it's going to be, right? Runs a bit deeper than that. And listen, if you're just going to play games with me, I am going to, I'm going to need a to-go box if you don't mind. So at, I'm just going to take At this point, go. you're going to see, because we're sitting outside, and so you're going to see sort of that, like, pull up a chair, spin the chair around, and I'm kind of imagining, like, Everett and Arlie, like, flanking this guy. Yeah, Everett puts an arm around Robert's shoulder, and then just pulls that notepad that he was taking notes down right out of his hands. And just big old goofy smile on Everett's face. Oh, <laughs> oh I see how this is. Now we're moving to the intimidation stage. Got it. Okay, go ahead. Do yours. Go ahead. It's fine. 
Listen, if you guys are going to rough me up, could you get my left side a little bit? Okay. Because when that, when my people take the pictures and we talk about uh, police abuse, my right side's my good side. So I'd rather, I'd rather keep that in line. Go ahead. That's fine. Right here. Right here. Funny guy, this guy here thinks he's, uh, he's invincible because he's got a quick tongue. He does. It, it, it seems like he doesn't even realize that you uh, were reading all of his notes while he's been having this conversation here with our colleague. Uh, uh, yeah, isn't that right, fingers. sir? Wait, was Arlie saying that to me? No, I was saying that to him. Oh, okay. It, it, it seems that you don't even my, realize that we are what? aware of all of the conversations that you were having with uh, Mr. Coral and Mr. Zemke. Uh, <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, go ahead and roll a manipulation test. A anyone can lead it, and then the other two can assist. Um, I have an A in manipulation and an A in empathy, so I'll throw them down. Well, why don't you just go right ahead then? <laughs> I will assist, clearly. Okay. Because so I'm wanting him to like check his pockets and realize that, like, oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Between Koji, Everett, Arlie, go ahead and take advantage of this, Everett. Roll your... Roll your manipulation at this point. Oh, four. Success. Wow. Oh, my God. It was almost six. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Well, he kind of looks over at Koji. All right. I can see why Lipton likes you, I guess. Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Enough. Enough. Okay. You got me. You got me. All right. You got, you got me. Uh, but, uh, here's the thing, okay? I'm not as scared as you, of you, as I am of certain other people that are involved. So I'm going to tell you a few things. I'm not going to tell you everything, because uh, I'm going to leave a few names out. Uh, how about that? Here's the thing. Yeah, I know Monty, sure. I know Hoyt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I go back a ways. Listen... When you do my line of work, you, you you make contacts, you make connections, you find the people that uh, that are inside that can give you some information. You know, the ones that we are a little crooked. This. We yeah, have contacts so, too. Uh, Monty was one of those kinds of guys. You know, he, was, he, he could give you a story, but he could also be the story. You know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I wouldn't call us friends, but we go back a ways, you know, help me here and there, that kind of thing. So, uh, I don't know, you know, why he died or anything like that. Uh, but all I can tell you is, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know them. Uh, but, uh, I had nothing to do with it. I was just taking pictures. I was just, you know, writing a few articles and, uh, a while ago, I was told to bury a very particular one, and I was promised a promotion. I got that promotion. I was promised uh, future connections and leads uh, within a specific UN department, and I got them. And all I had to do was bury a little story. So I buried a little story, all right? I'm not the first reporter to do it, all right? I'm sure you got reporters to bury, bury stories every now and then there, Koji, so, you know. Okay. Everett's going to message Lawton and say, look for all stories ever touched by, uh, what was his name? Robert Zephyr? Ronald Zephyr. And then he's just going to say he buried a story that got him a promotion. Everett's going to ask uh, Ronald, about what time did you get that uh, promotion? 
Oh, God, it was years ago. I don't know, 12, maybe 12 years, something like that. I don't remember exactly. Uh, it's interesting right, you right. talk about contacts. I've never seen someone's leg shake so so intensely when those two's names were mentioned and you you protected them by not bringing them up and just shoveling shit in Koji's face over here. Not very polite of you. <laughs> like I said, I'm really just looking to survive here and there and you're just, you're the good guys, you know? The good guys, they don't really scare me. It's the bad guys that I'm kind of scared of and that's not really you. So all you guys are going to do, you're going to threaten me here and there. I'll, yeah, that's about it. I'll tell you this, though. There's a story. It's a big thing. Could have, it could have been bigger. You know, big old conspiracy here or there. Terrorism gig. Got wind that there was a... Um, that there was one of them... Uh, one of them uh, protein farms. Out east, you know? Uh, beyond the wastes. Can't really go there without protection. At least humans can't. And uh, apparently Wallace Core got some kind of kind of deal, bringing in old eight models out of the woodwork, the promise of, you know, protection, no retirement by folks like you, giving them a job, going places like they're def designed for, you know, places where you humans or us humans, uh, not a slip, sorry, that was just a Jeff thing, where us humans can't really go. So, yeah, so yeah, they were out there, and uh, you know, I asked, uh, I asked Monty about it. He asked his uh, his superior at the time, anti-terrorist task force. I think you know who that probably is, and I'd rather not have to speak the name if that's all right with you all. So anyhow, you can skip her name. Thank you. That's very kind. It's very kind. So anyhow, lo and behold, I tell him about this, and he says, oh, well, it turns out we got a big tip. They're not just some pe peaceful hippie commune that they're, I don't know, making explosives and weapons and all sorts of things out there. So uh, I got to do a little bit of a ride-along. It was great. Flying in them big old SWAT, ugh, SWAT spinners. Oh, it was great. Everyone was in there, and their gear and their get-ups and... Found the found the protein. It is protein farm. Well, at least it looked like a protein farm to me, though I'm not a farmer. So what the hell do I know? Uh, but uh, but they, you know, they found something. If you know what I mean. And uh, they didn't really want to bring them in. They uh, they just did a mass retirement. If you understand what I'm saying. But you see, they forgot I was there. And then they were like, okay, you can't, you know, that's where it kind of got a little dicey. They didn't really want me to report on it, and that's fine and good. And that's where I got a, I got a cushy little gig. So every now and then I get a big bone, very, very big bone. New UN proclamation coming down, I'm the first to know it. A little seedy kind of stuff going on within some of those. If, uh, dirt on a politician who gets it, Ronald Zephyr gets it. And then Kill gets it. And then we get a paycheck, and then Lipton's happy. So, uh, so there you go. There's the big secret. All right. Sounds like you're just trying to keep your job head low. 
but this case we're investigating could be in deep waters. Listen, uh, I got some threats, but, uh, you know, who, who, uh, I'm just a reporter. You know, I, I didn't do anything. I had nothing to do with it. I took some pictures. I wrote some notes, that kind of thing. You know, I got some 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 emails, not emails. I got some messages here and there saying, uh, you know, write, write the story, you coward, that kind of stuff. I got plenty of those types of things. It wasn't me that got the brunt of it. Zemke, <laughs> that piece of shit got his ass kicked. But honestly, he really is a piece of shit. He got every every gift imaginable you know you got prime spots and gangs narcotics but uh, squandered those and got kicked back down he's just uh he's a 40 something year old loser yeah monty croyle he is a little better at it he kind of kept going up and up but at a certain point he understood the real money which is what croyle always wanted was not really in the lapd it was in the private sector and then the other person, the elephant in the room, well, she had bigger aspirations. Oh. Much more successful at cashing that in than the other two, it would seem. Well, I can tell you that uh, what you see on the vids, all that, uh, I don't know, come together, she's going to lead us forward, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, a one LAPD, or excuse me, one Los Angeles, that kind of thing. And yeah, she wasn't always like that. Boy, I tell you, she really hates replicants. Really hates them. Very pro-humanity, that one. Anyhow. The story you covered up, you still have it. Uh, you know, nothing's ever really deleted. And Harley will sort of nudge Everett, assuming that Everett still has his uh, device. Oh, yeah. Can I, would I be able to look through the device? It's not for on that? there. It's not on okay. there. He's not that dumb. Oh, darn. You know, people connected to this case seem to be disappearing. Coral's already set an example. Could be you next. You, you could be me next. Okay. Are you going to protect me? Is that how it's going to be? Witness relocation to something? We could. We, this story, we don't want getting out. It could be your head. Well, if I get a choice in the matter, can you ship me up to San Fran? I want to get one of them private islands with all them rich folk up there. Can we go there? <laughs> Put the request in, but it's probably going to be some bottom barrel. No, I'll take my chances if that's all right with you. Consider yourself warned, at least. Sure. I am warned. I would like to follow up on my colleague's uh, query, though. Any view that we could see of these pictures might uh, sure. help along All right. the investigation. Fine. Fine. But you ain't... If they come back, I'm denying everything. Saying the fake, the phony, that sort of thing. Doctored, whatever it is. Of course. All right, all right. I'll send him. Keep an eye on your box. Everett, will, uh, was there anything worth downloading off of the guys? Yeah, I mean, you get the messages if you want, but it's a lot of it's like not information that's new. It's just like confirmations of things and sort of bring it all okay. together. Yeah, he'll download the confirmations and then he'll just, you know, beaming 
slide it across the table back to uh, to Ronald. Thank you very much right. for that. That was a very polite invasion of privacy, officer. I'll be sure not to write about that. Because I'm sure you guys are okay with me not writing about this little non-warranted invasion of my privacy. You're okay with me not writing about this, but not writing about the other one. That's just too far. You're all just crooked pieces of shit. That's all you are. That's Gets funny. You just point. called us the good guys earlier, but we'll keep your name quiet if you keep us quiet. Can't make any promises. I guess I'm a piece <laughs> of shit. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Pat him on the right cheek. Thanks for your cooperation. Enjoy the lunch. <laughs> just sort of leave. Okay. All right. Uh, so you guys are done. Faye, <laughs> you're done. Uh, Lawton, are you done? Did you want to do anything else this year? I have one more thing I'd like to do, if that's okay. That's fine. Go ahead. Um, first of all, I'm going to... The, the coffee that was brought in, I'm going to uh, pull out my hip flask and pour a little something extra in there. And then I'm going to take some more pills to boost my health. Um, then I'd like to change gears. Now that I've sobered up a bit, I want to try and... Would I be able to search for whoever hacked the terminals at the the Jameson ad in the, the alcohol place? The ABC liquor or whatever? I don't think you'd be able to do it from here. Um, you'd probably have no. to... okay. Well, I mean, I guess you could try. Um, no, you'd really, need to, you'd really need to go there. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm good then. Okay. So we'll say a shift passes then, uh, midday. Uh, where does everyone go next? He's going a lot in HQ. Okay. Lawton's leaving I mean, HQ. Is Lawton staying at HQ for the... <laughs> or she's going to, wherever he's at, she's, she's just bringing it to Lawton. I hate uh, it when I ask these questions, but where does everyone <laughs> want to go? I hate, this is like my least favorite question. Where does everyone want to go? I think we should go to the casino. That's wherever it wants to go after hearing about the uh, stuff being sold and being like, oh, I saw people in the alley with gold bars. What was this connection about? Just curious. The, oh, um, last session. That's what Shane, was, so my, um, my CI yeah. um, had the information that there was um, like LAPD gear being sold uh, out of the casino. On the black market, um, you know. On the black market, which com comboed with the like secret repli replicants on the force. And I'll I think follow. wasn't some of the bomb equipment like LAPD based, like the uh, receiver or whatever we had found at the... Yeah, you found oh, uh, evidence of, of old LAPD gear. Now, Arlie, in addition to that, you did hear, remember, one of the other things Shay told you is that their supply is is drying up and they're looking for new people. Like, that was one of the other things they said, is that in addition to that. So, I would say you guys are probably smart enough to piece together that Monty Croyle is dead. Uh, Monty Croyle was known to frequent the casino, and the casino was selling, apparently, black mm -hmm. market LAPD stuff out of there. So I think you could probably piece together that Monty Croyle was likely the person who was arranging that. So, Are we sly enough to act as if we might be a replacement? Let's, let's take a step back for a second. Let's take okay. a step back. 
so let's let's not work let's not worry right now about like where you guys want to go next let's talk about what's your objective like what's your goal right now like what are you trying to accomplish like what is it you're looking to do so i thought because our concern was that they have these bombs and stuff right and so wallace core got blown up uh, Monty Croyle died. Well, well score didn't get blown up. Ken Platt. Uh, Ken Platt's Ken Platt. Yeah, yeah, that sorry. would be a reading, major deal. <laughs> I was reading Wallace Core and I was like, fuck. Yeah, it's um, a subsidiary. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. But we know that there's other units of of replicants who have their own tasks there of, of bombs to blow up. So I think we should prioritize the gala or gala of Fiamma because uh, we know that's, t- or Faye found out that's tonight. Because that might be like a next like hot spot, um, but it's up up to you guys. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, we're just trying to close out as much of this case as possible since we have a loose suspect on the hand. Possible danger. I did forget about the uh, gala, so I'd be down to do that instead. Lawton would also be probably more so than what he should be doing, which is what you guys are doing. Uh, he would want to be uncovering more about the burning of the replicants, and he yeah. wants to really tie Lena Kova to that and then also figure out who's still trying to cover it up years later. Like who there's obviously someone actively interfering. I, I want to find whoever is that corrupt person that's still helping her. Okay. So your two objectives then are to find evidence Tangible evidence connecting Lena Kova to the torching of the the return Nexus 8 models. And then also you're hoping to go to the gala because you think something, you know, something might happen at the gala. Okay. Because there's these other people that are out there. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. if that if that's the case, so we're, we're so it's it's second shift. So this is gonna basically be, you know, early to early afternoon to evening is kind of where this is gonna Gonna, this is going to land and how we're playing it. So if that's the case, uh, some of you then are heading over to Fiamma, which is fine. It's easy enough to find, not an issue. Um, so who is going, let's start there. Who is going to the gala or to the gallery, I should say? Because the gala starts, you know, it's, 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 it'll probably start at the end of that shift and then kind of proceed into the into the night. Uh, but who is going there? I would like to. Yeah, okay. Everett will also Koji, attend with Everett, Faye. Faye, I think, wanted to go as well. Arlie, what about you? Um, I'm not opposed to going um, unless there's another uh, location of something to be doing uh, during this shift. We can kind of all traipse over there. Would I feel like I would be able to find any sort of tangible evidence at the gala other I mean, that's a hard. That's a hard question to answer. Yeah, you guys haven't gone there. Uh, you really don't have enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're Faye, right. uh, Faye does. Faye does have that terminal that you could potentially kind of dig into. Um, but aside from, I that, feel like the gala would be a lot of like socializing and trying to interview people. Right. And I could try to possibly hack into a terminal there, but I'm not sure how successful I would be at that kind of thing. Well, the event was also starting in the evening anyway, so if something does develop, you could show up in time for the third shift. Um, if you did want to stay in, in, in a different place. Yeah, then I think I might meet you guys later then. Okay. All right. So then 
would I be able to do like a drive-by terminal drop-off on my way? Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. That, that, that's okay, not cool. an issue. Okay. So then we'll say four of you are going to head over to this, this gallery. Lawton's going to hang out at HQ. It's going to try to break down this, uh, this terminal. So let's do a little bit of that and then we'll, we'll break. So we'll start with Lawton. Lawton, you get this terminal, you stay here. Faye drops this off. Uh, go ahead and roll a tech test on it. And you can see if you can dig into anything more specific. Uh, I'd like to take an audience die because I really want to crack this one. Sure thing. Uh, I'm going to push. I got one success. Two successes. Okay. All right, two successes. Okay, so, she's, you know, this is going to take a little while, and some of it's like, there. You, you can tell very much that there's these packages of data, not attachments, but there's packages of data that are kind of, uh, kind of hidden sort of beneath these messages here and there. So it's not so much about code breaking as it is about there's kind of something underneath it. Um, and you can tell that there's like a whole extra kind of set of conversation that seems to be going on. Uh, so there's all sorts of discussion about the target. Uh, and you can see the target is sort of referenced in terms of, you know, LK. Uh, it's also referencing about brothers and sisters that are kind of taking out, you know, that like you can see messages kind of going back a couple of days and you can align it with Monty Croyle getting taken out with one of the big heads finally, finally got taken down. Uh, one of the little heads is, is sort of, you know, it's kind of got a little bit of a comeuppance. Um, but I'll say with two successes, there's a few things that you'll see within the exchange. Like you will, you will be able to essentially backtrack that. You know, that the conversation is happening between Portia Kiani and it's happening between Warwick Foxwell, but you're seeing them, you're seeing part of these packages are like references, which you think are um, devices pick for pickup. So you can see that there's like these different like rendezvous points where they're picking certain places up. None of them really seem to you know, pop up on your radar here and there, but it just looks like they're picking up packages here and there. You're saying so. So like Warwick is is frequently saying like he has this, he has that, he's ready to go. Uh, Porsche's messages have to do with sort of setup. Like where is this being set up? Where is that being set up? Um, there's also kind of conversation about, uh, confirmation that LK is going to arrive. So you're, you're definitely getting the, the feeling that they are target, that Lena Kova is going, they're targeting Lena Kova at this event and that they, that at some point Warwick picked up devices at some point and is going to be placing them somewhere within the gala itself. Um, the location, there's a couple sort of weird things that are kind of messing, you know, that kind of met, like in the messages too, like things that like tight, like you can tell like they're, they're kind of weird phrases that don't necessarily make kind of too much sense. Uh, like when you read them out, um, there's whispers in the mist. It's sort of, uh, is sort of referenced at a certain point, uh, the melting city and cityscapes and flux. Like these, these names are like pop up. Um, and, but they're, they pop up in reference to device placement and whatever that means. Uh, and so I would say that's probably what you're able to glean from those, that conversation. Is there anything you wanted to ask about though? Uh, well, I, I would definitely. What's the second one? So there's whispers in the mist. There whispers was cityscapes in the mist, and flux. Cityscapes and flux and the melting city. Melting city. Melting city. Yeah. Um, I would definitely want to forward uh, 
the fact that devices might be placed there and tell them like the three codes that could mean locations and that Lena Kova is a primary target, but it could definitely have a lot of casualties. Okay. So we'll say the rest of you, uh, you head over and when you arrive, uh, again, it's, this is in a extraordinarily rich old money, like old, old money. Um, no one's actually done any background on Portia County up to this point that I know of. So I don't think anyone, I mean, we could, we can cut back to Lawton. That could be something else Lawton can do if you want. Um, but you do know that the, the art gallery itself is like 300 plus level, which means crazy rich. And this is old money. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's, it's called Fiamma and you can see that there's this very kind of, um, elaborate landing spot for spinners. You can see that there's decoration that's up. There's all these holographic images that are kind of in place that are welcoming. You can tell there's like a red carpet that's going to be laid out and the holographs are just this, uh, this sort of celebration, this event that seems to be happening. Um, they're in preparation mode. So there's all sorts of people running around here and there. Uh, you can see that there's people that are, uh, dressed up in, in fine gear, like fine, you know, kind of fine wear, but you can tell some of them looks like caterers that are kind of setting up. Others look like technicians that are trying to get some of these sort of displays and decorations in place. Uh, all of that seems to be seems to be happening. Um, so when you guys arrive, uh, I would say that if you all arrive together and you start coming up, uh, I'll say a, there's a sort of a man, I would say fairly small man, a fairly heavy part of his hair to one side to so the almost almost like Everett in some ways, how it kind of goes down one side, but it doesn't go as long. Uh, but he's very slender uh, and he's wearing this very ornate gown uh, that you can tell it, the, it almost, it almost seems like the, the colors just sort of bleed into one another. Uh, and it's got this kind of glittering effect to it as well uh, as you approach. Um, but he looks at you all and he's like, no, 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 no. We can't have this right now. We have wait. No, no, thank you. Please, no. I'm sorry. The LAPD representative is, uh, they, they've been invited. The chief will be coming. Everything's fine. But whatever this is, it's going to have to wait till tomorrow. Thank you. Uh, er, how low of a profile do you want to keep, Ashley? You guys uh, showed up. You guys showed up in a police spinner, like yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, if yeah. you're suspecting this to be a, like a site of terrorist activity, like how much how much of an alarm bell do you want to ring by being like, oh, this could be a bomb site? But sure, we can wait until you're dead tomorrow. Like that's what Everett's going to want to say. Um, I don't know about that necessarily. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Uh. Okay. So all right, then Everett will play it a little nicer, and so he'll just say like, look. We're not trying to get into your way, but we got a report. There could be some suspicious activity here. We just got to do our jobs. We'll stay out of your way, but we just need to investigate and see what's going on here. I'm sure you can understand. You'll be glad to know that it's uh, entirely unnecessary. Uh, we have UN security designations, or excuse me, delegations that are here taking care of our security just fine. Uh, they have gotten several of such, uh, such notifications, and I'm sure everything's funneling through them. Uh, so... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and leave that in there. Uh, no offense, probably far more capable and far more uh, 
cleanly hands, if that's all right with you. Okay. Um, I'm going to need to return to my duties now. I have a, I have a gallery uh, to get ready. Uh, so if you all could just run along now, that would be great. And I'm going to go ahead and need you to clear off. Ever's uh, just going to stop listening and walk in. No, uh, no, 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 no. And she, he kind of steps up in front like, no, 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 sir. No, no. And he likes trying not to touch you with their their hands. Uh, as you kind of trying back. to assault an officer, move out of my way. Uh, excuse me, sir. Do you have a warrant? Yes. Wait, and he just keeps this, walking. And he steps in front of you. No, 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 no. <laughs> Produce the warrant, sir. Okay. Thank you very much. Do you know who's going to jump in you know and just say who owns this gallery? Do you? Actually, I don't care. And Arlie's going to say we actually just had an audience, and she's going to. I'm blanking at the moment, but um, she's going to. We just actually had an audience with the UN just yesterday in the course of our investigation. So, as I'm sure you can imagine, uh, what we are doing here is to make sure that we don't have something to investigate here tomorrow, just like we finished these last few days. So she's kind of name dropping. Could oh. we just speak to the UN representatives and then we'll be out of your hair? Thank you. That's fine. Stay here. I will go retrieve him. Right here. Here is your box. Do you see? And he kind of looks at Everett. Okay. So then uh, he, he runs inside and he comes back out. Uh, and you can see uh, that the man coming out is a fairly, uh, fairly tall very lithe man in a suit. Uh, you can see that he's got these little glasses on, little shades. Comes out and he says, uh, can I help you all? Is there an issue? Chaz here says that you're concerned about some kind of uh, incident here. I assure you that uh, we have it well taken care of. Well, um, we need to do a sweep of the building, checking for some equipment. Uh, also need to take a look at the guest list and just staff list and see if there's anybody whose name uh, is currently a part of an active investigation. I can't really share any details because Deputy Chief doesn't really want this going around. I'm sure you can understand. Oh, absolutely. I do understand. And I can assure you... Um... Well, officer detective is fine detective yes i can assure you detective that the uh, the guest list the staff list from catering down to maintenance uh, everyone has been properly vetted uh, and uh, they have gone through my office my people uh, and i can assure you that this is a, this is a very safe place so if you would be so kind uh, as to either produce a warrant if you have one to search the premises or please uh, stop harassing this uh, fine young man uh, in the middle of his in day. The, in the time that we were waiting for them to return, could Everett have gotten like a mock-up warrant from Lawton since he's got a good high-tech okay. skill? So let's dig into those rules. Like there is a specific oh, thing gosh. for requesting a warrant. Connections. Uh, yeah, it is a connection. Is it connections? Uh, hang on. I, I'm pretty it. sure it's connections to re request something from uh, I, the well, department. I think I think that's Koji a, specialty then there, there also might be is it a promote I think you might almost you might be able to like purchase a warrant can you purchase a warrant I can't remember <laughs> yeah uh, you, okay you. LAPD resource request uh arrest warrant uh is is a connections role um let's see let's see 
trying to see if there's anything. Uh, wiretap or search and seizure warrant. There we go. Uh, so this would be uh, this would be the deputy chief. The turnaround is a shift. It does cost one promotion point, and it does require a connections role. I have promotion points to spend, so I can spend the promotion point. Uh, Koji, can does, you do the connections? Yeah, it's a little insider for advantage to the connection role. Nice. Uh, nonchalant skeleton. I don't disagree with you, but, uh, they haven't told anyone that there's a bomb threat. They haven't reported this. They haven't debriefed anyone. They keep everything was to themselves. This, so but was this also like uh, officially known or was this just a hunch by faith? I already forgot that part. So uh, uh, this is yeah. mostly just presumption because we knew right. that they were distributing, uh, these materials. Well, I deciphered that there would be devices here and that the target yeah, is Lena Koda. and then Juan found out devices. So I figured there's no use in telling this guy Chaz, but telling the UN rep would make more sense and does not this, cause mass hysteria. Or does a superior. This, does this show have a name? Like an artsy name by any chance? Uh, Fiamma? Or that's uh, that's the name of the gallery. Yeah. yeah, but like is tonight's display called something specific? Uh, you, it is, it's some sort of, it's some sort of charity gala basically going on, uh, Which trans, transcendental <laughs> visions. I mean, that could do? kind of touch no. to cityscapes and flux. No, that's the name. That's, that's the name of the, the, the gallery show. Oh, so which charity? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the boys and girls club of America. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're trying to connect the name of the show to the codes and like the three device. Code I think it might not be thing. the show necessarily, but it's definitely probably specific art pieces. At least that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, so so now, so we're agreed. So we didn't want to tell Chaz that there's a bomb, but we're agreed yeah. that now that we've got the UN person in front of us, we're going to go ahead and tell them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have reason that, to believe there's a explosive. There's a bomb threat, but yeah. again, Everett's line of thinking here is that, okay, well, if there are like moles or compromised people that have done the so-called vetting, like that's why he's trying to just get in with a real or fake warrant. He doesn't really care which because he doesn't really trust anyone to begin with that's already done this vetting if they're a part of it or whatnot. Okay, so I mean, a fake warrant's not something you can necessarily produce out of thin air. It's something that you actually have to take time to forage or to acquire that. Uh, a real warrant, same thing. It takes time for that to kind of process. So if you're looking, so either Lawton way, also would never yeah. actually be the type of person to make a fake warrant. Well, <laughs> but Lawton's going through an identity crisis, and ever <laughs> to so really push thinks. that, I could take <laughs> advantage of your identity crisis right now. True. So Arlie is just going to blurt this out then. That oh, like. Oh God. We're um. <laughs> yeah, pretty much in her. Um, okay, this we thought we would sort of try to do this a little bit uh, quiet, but let me tell it to you straight. There's a bomb threat for the evening, the uh, gala this evening. It's new information that has just come to us. So this is something we're going to need to take care of. Roll a manipulation test, Arlie. Uh, you are rolling it. Uh, if anybody wants to say something to assist in this, go right ahead uh, before she rolls. Uh, but Can I call the UN you. guy to assist? <laughs> I mean, everyone <laughs> would just say something like, 
We're not trying to create a panic. That's why there's a small group of us just trying to help out and do jobs separate to what you've already done. We're not questioning your work. We just have newer information as of an hour ago. Okay. Arlie, you can take advantage as Everett is helping. Go ahead and take advantage, but it is Arlie rolling it. Okay. And advantage is re-rolling the... Lowest? Lower. Okay. Uh, you, so, get, you, you get two of those and you take the, yeah. the higher the of the two. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, and I am snagging some audience support here. So I'm rolling uh, 2d10s and a d12. Okay. With different dice that I have changed my dice out to see if I have better right dice ahead. luck. I'm stalling. Jeff's confidence is stressing that me out. Roll. I'm not. I'm not rooting <laughs> against you. I want you guys to figure this all out. Yeah. Get this. Uh. Okay. So that is a. All right. So that is a seven and an eight. Okay. Those are two successes. Nice. Yeah, two successes. Because yes. I think an eight this is just one success. Um, yep. He yeah, looks at you. You can tell kind of a little crease in his forehead all of a sudden, look of worry. Uh, is this credible? We wouldn't be here trying to force our way in if it were incredible. Is there um organization behind this? What, what what's it what's it for? What, what what's the reasoning? What's the motivation? Can you share some of the um what led you to if this? You're aware that there was already an explosion in recent days, fire. Talking about the Kemplas warehouse? Yeah. 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 This is related to that. Yeah. Yes. How is this related to that? This isn't, uh, this isn't Wallace Core sponsored. This is, uh, this is Kiani money, I think. Yes, but it's not about specific buildings. It's about specific people. So there's a target here. Presumably, yes. Who is that target? Could you show us your list so we can bet it? I'll show you the list. I'd like to know the target, though. We're unsure. Could be LPD, could be UN. If it's UN, I really need to know about it. I understand. We have a lot we have a lot of names that we can't share right now due to our investigation, but we can cross-reference it with your list, is what we're trying to say. We're trying to be diplomatic the, about this. What I'm trying Given to the tell time you is that I'm gonna to show here. you our list. Listen, yes. we got hours before everyone shows up here. So unless their target is a catering worker or one of these machinists, then I'm pretty sure we got some time to have this conversation. Okay? I'm going to show you mine. I'm asking you to show me yours. All right? I'll show you the list. I'll do a walkthrough of the premises for you. But I work for the fucking UN. And I want to know that if the target is one of those people from that delegation that I am responsible for, I have a right to know. I can send this up we the chain if you want, and you're not going to like is. what's going to come down on you. Okay, thank you. Do you have a name? It's Lena Kova. Thank you. And you, 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 one second. He steps off to the side really fast. He kind of talks into a, and he comes back to you guys. Okay. Come with me. I'll follow. All right. So he starts leading you into the gallery Gallery at this point. All right. So he starts pointing stuff out. You're looking around. 
Uh, I'm gonna check back in with Lawton one more second. Lawton, was there anything you wanted to do? This is gonna be our, this is gonna be our last check in with Lawton before we end for tonight. So if there's anything else you wanted to do tonight, yeah, speak we now. talked about doing a deep dive on Porsche. Oh, okay, yeah. So you rolled a tech test already. I'm not gonna necessarily make you roll it again. Uh, let's see what we got. So, okay, so you know that she comes from old money. Uh, you can see that the Kiani name, that family name, is well known at least within uh, the financial financial circles. Uh, she has a home in Sector Nine Financial District. You're, you're, that's the residence, but very very old money. Her family moved off world a long time ago, and for a, a while the Kiani had various like they had their fingers in various businesses and whatnot back here. Uh, but apparently she returned uh, uh, to to you know, to, to LA, uh, and has sort of been living here as something of a novelty. Um, she is an artist of some renown within particular circles. Uh, and she is actually well-respected and to the point where, you know, she, she is something of a celebrity, uh, within, uh, within those circles. Uh, you know, that her art tends to combine, like they, they can find this recent article kind of doing an ex, you know, some sort of bio on her heart seems to combine like holography, like, uh, the actual use of holograms with some sort of like old school or old world impressionism. Uh, and like they do this, uh, she does this thing where at galleries, when people go in, there's these emitters that come down. It makes people's clothes actually look like folks are almost melting. Like they're painted with that sort of deliberate impressionist strokes. Um, you can see that, uh, yeah, her family is wealthy and influential but you have no contacts for any of them. And as far as you can tell, she is quite literally the only member of the Kiani family that has been in LA for decades. And when she did return, it was sort of a shock to people that someone would come back. Uh, so I would say that's what you are able. Uh, if if you want to, if you if you do want to roll a tech test, you can go. Uh, go ahead, give me a tech test, and maybe you find something a little extra. Uh, pushing. Okay. Uh, three successes. Okay. Uh, Went from so zero to three. You do you do know there? Speaking of stories that have been sort of snuffed out, there was going to be uh, a follow up to this piece. Uh, that was that hasn't released, and then you presume, from the looks of things, it probably was bought out. Uh, that she had something of a nervous breakdown uh, a few weeks back uh, that occurred because someone apparently vandalized uh, one of her one of her pieces uh, during her show, uh, and there you can see that there's all sorts of discussion over it, and like there was like a. Uh, Kiani, like, you know, Kiani heiress, you know, m you know, it, the madness of an artist or something like that is the, is sort of the, the subtitle. Uh, but the, the picture shows Kiani, like Portia Kiani, like by one of her pieces, like actually starting to, looks like she's, she's the one doing the vandalization. Uh, and so, uh, this, this, this story never ran. But with your extra successes, you're able to kind of dig up into some of these archives that were hidden. Uh, some that were kind of, it was like going to print and maybe it almost did get print, but kind of got pulled off at the last second. 
was uh, the story written by uh, Ronald Zephyr? Uh, you do, in fact, notice that it was written by Ronald Zephyr. Uh, you also notice, strangely, Lawton, uh, that there was a call uh, to the LAPD about vandalism uh, and that certain folks did approach and kind of converge on this, like a, a forensics unit was sent out. Uh, and, uh, and here's the strange thing, man. Uh, you were on it. All right. Uh, I definitely want to forward information about Portia. I'm going to leave the whole vandalism call uh, to myself for now. Okay. So all of you get get back, and we're going to end on you, the four of you. Get that kind of info back. You're going through this uh, this little bio basic bio of Portia Chiani. Um, you're walking through the hall, the galleries. And as you're looking around, you notice that it's, um, it's gorgeous. First of all, like the main exhibit hall has these ridiculously high ceilings, uh, that when you look up, you, you actually can't really even see there's some sort of strange kind of holographic projection up there that doesn't even really show the ceiling. There's all sort of these like side exhibits, uh, this VIP area, you can see catering people are coming and going. As you're looking around, uh, you do notice, though, that as these these holographic signs start popping up here and there, you look at each other, you can see that your clothes kind of almost look like they're melting in a very strange way uh, as these different emitters are shining down on you. But you look around and you can see these different, uh, these different holographic signs pop up, pointing in the direction of certain exhibits. And, and you notice that one arrow... You see cityscapes in flux, another arrow into a wing, the melting city, another arrow, whispers in the mist. I think we're going to end there. We'll pick up with the next episode, which will, I think is going to be the finale uh, as uh, yeah, next time we Because we're all going to blow up. Uh, yep. <laughs> going to end in fireworks. Lawton's going to be just fine. Yeah. He's, well. uh, he's in great shape. <laughs> all right. Physically, maybe fine. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll be back. Oh, yeah. We're missing our next Blade Runner session. So we're not going to be back for a while. So it's going to be four weeks before we finish this thing up. Oh, it sucks. Okay. We, I thought it was a possibility. If we moved quicker, we might even be able to finish tonight, but it wasn't happening. Uh, next okay. time. Time for but a party yeah, next time. That should, and then and it is. That's what's going to be. We're going to end uh, on this. Uh, you do have some time, though, before the party begins. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right. Why don't we do some closing plugs? Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, come hang out with us as we're going to be playing some One Ring Second Edition on the channel. Uh, you can see everyone here, with the exception of Derek, because he hates us. Uh, as we're playing some One Ring. Uh, see Monday, we're going to be doing some Horror on the Orient Express as we're playing Call of Cthulhu again. Melissa and I are in that, along with some of our other folks and friends. Tuesday, what do we got, Stephen? Tuesday, we're playing more Forbidden Lands. Uh, Jeff will be in there. Melissa will be in there, uh, and they found a Lovecraftian sort of creature in a haunted orchard. So we'll Indeed. see how they resolve that. Indeed. Uh, and then uh, next Friday, Conan night. So come back for more Conan. We're starting a brand new adventure. Very excited. So if you missed the first one, 
You can go catch it on, on YouTube if you want to catch up. But it's not. It, these are all independent adventures. So if you just want to come and start with us right then, come start with us right then. We're going to Katai. So it's uh, it's sort of like the Conan Hyboria, uh, Hyboria's world's version of like ancient China. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, and also go check out the YouTube page. Look for Adventures in Lollygagging. We've got a lot of old games up there, newer games as well. So check out all the games that we've been playing over the last, apparently, three plus years, according to our Twitch. Yeah, that's uh, bonkers. A filiversary, I think that was the term. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we also got some podcasts up too. So check out Adventures in Lollygagging, uh, Lollygagging and the Orient Express, or The Waking of Angmar, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for any of those and you can get uh, audio-only versions of those games, including this one right here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and raid our buddies over at Defenders because I know Chuck apparently has something super weird and crazy going on tonight. Uh, something stupid, I think he said. Which, <laughs> I think honestly, isn't really a surprise. If Chuck said something really smart was happening, then <laughs> you got me. But follow the raid. We'll go see what they're doing. We'll have a lot of fun. Good night, everybody. Speaking Bye. of raids, thank you, Weather Doc, for the raid. Thank you. Bye.